Welcome, everyone, to the Game Ball Podcast. I am your host, Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Mark Myers and Jenny Aquino. Tonight, we're going to be talking Extra Life Prep and the Dreamcast Mini. Uh, and we're reviewing our retro roulette game, Sonic Adventure, for the Sega Dreamcast. But before we get to that, what have you guys been playing or before not playing? Before we get to that, Tom, <laughs> yes. I got a question for you. Sure. When are we going to have the musical number for the Game Ball Pod? Which mu- Like us, Did- us singing? Yes. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I should have asked beforehand, did you watch AEW? I did not, unfortunately. Okay. All right, so but my whole I, joke I, there was uh, No, I heard, I heard about it. Yeah. I heard about the, the musical number. In the middle of a pro wrestling show. So <laughs> we need to do one in the middle of our gaming podcast. So All just right. uh, food for thought. It's just, uh, it'll be us playing rock band. That's yeah, you, I, I can sing terribly. You can play guitar well behind me. <laughs> and then... I'm, Jen wants to harmonize. Can... Jen can play the drums. Yeah, I was going to say, let me play the drums. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. I, I didn't know what instrument you played, so I didn't want to force one on you. I like the <laughs> drums, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this well, is the second podcast in a row I made a joke, and nobody had any idea before I made it. I, luckily, I, I, I frequent Reddit, so it's all over Reddit. So <laughs> I had an idea of what you were talking about. So it didn't it didn't fall on completely deaf ears. Okay. Thank you. All right. So Mark, in between writing musical numbers, what yeah. did you play this week? Yeah. Do we want to do the thing? Should I go first or last? Since I'm usually the longest. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go first because I don't have a whole lot. Okay. Um, I've been basically messing around with all of my setup because it's working. So why shouldn't I mess with it? Um. <laughs> I hooked up my Sega CD again. Nice. And I've been playing, I've been like messing with totally legit copies of games that I didn't burn. Uh, 12, 6, 9 or. I was playing a, a shooter called Barry Arm. I don't know yeah. if either of you ever heard of that before. It's a, it's like a Sega CD exclusive. I, I, yeah, I've seen yeah. it on the list of Sega CD games when I've looked it up on Toto's legitimate really, platforms. It's really good. Uh, so I was messing with that. That's usually like the, like the first game I throw on just to make sure everything's working because it has CD music and it, you know, it uses everything. So it's usually like the first thing I put on. Um, I was goofing around with Lunar Silver Star. Okay. Uh, for whatever reason, like burning copies of that game, it never works for people. But for whatever reason, I was able to like get past the point where everybody gets stuck when they use burned copies. So I was just kind of going through like the town and playing a little bit of the uh, the battles and stuff and just checking it out because I've never played a Lunar game. I've heard only good things. So I'm hoping that this will allow me to play it. Otherwise, I'll just have to emulate like the rest of the world because that game costs exorbitant amounts of money at these point at this point. I think yeah. I think like the I... cheapest copy like complete goes 200 bucks easy on eBay. Yeah, I feel that that game falls into the same category that um fantasy star does in terms of rpgs where it's probably really good but it just got overshadowed by the other rpgs that came out at the same time well yeah lunar came out like the same time as chrono trigger and final fantasy 6 so it kind of got swept aside because it was on a platform that nobody had pretty much yeah. uh, let me think what else have i been messing with oh um did you play sewer for- shark before we skip I did not play Sewer Shark. I'm okay. sorry, Mark. I will have to burn a copy for Extra Life. Just and then in case I, I would just I will just keep repeating to you, uh, just <laughs> randomly in text messages. Six, nine, twelve. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to get a copy ready for Extra Life just so we have it. It makes you second guess where you where you know numbers are on a clock. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, because we got a younger audience probably a little bit. Sewer Shark, when you you were going through all these gates because it's a Sega CD game, so it you know wasn't fully realized 3D. So your little com person on the headset would yell out how you would navigate the sewer without crashing. So it would yell out, you know, like 12, 6, 9, -er, and you had to go north, south, you know, uh, east, or west. Or, yeah, west. Jesus, I just did it there. And, <laughs> you know, you had to listen to it, but you would always get that anxiety of, like I just did, is 9 west, east? Ah, oh, shit. Because it was like game over if you crashed like three times, so... Um, yeah, little relic of how they had to get around having a sort of 3D world, but not fully being, you weren't really fully controlling your vehicle. So, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, that the Sega CD is known for FMV games, yeah. which most, most games on that are FMV. Yeah. Um, and especially games like Road Avenger and like you said, Sewer Shark, they all do that same sort of thing where, if you don't react just fast enough going the right direction, then you're... Yeah, because everything's on rails. So just a history lesson for younger listeners <laughs> out there. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Uh, so I also found out that there is a... I, I own a SD to SNES, which is a flash cart for the Super Nintendo. Find, yours at, Stone Age, find yours at StoneAgeGamer.com. Yeah. Uh, link in the description. Um. I found out that it can do Super Game Boy emulation. Oh. So nice. I updated the firmware and I and I loaded up all my Game Boy games. Of course, I put in the most graphically intensive game you can think of, Pokemon Trading Card Game. Of course. <laughs> As you would. Yeah. Uh, and it worked great. Uh, the one of the interesting things is it actually uses a the the ROM and hardware from the Super Game Boy 2 which is a Japan exclusive, and I'm going to get real nerdy right now. So the Super Game Boy runs faster than a standard Game Boy does, just by, like, a little bit, not by a whole lot. It kind of, I think they set it so it would match the output of the Super Nintendo. But the Super Game Boy 2 runs at the exact same speed as a standard Game Boy, so it can be used for speed runs and things like that. It's basically just the more um, accurate version of, a Game Boy hardware playing through the game, playing through the Super Nintendo. So I just wanted to check it out. I thought it was really cool that they managed to get this onto a flash cart, which is ridiculous that you're, you're basically putting a whole system onto a flash cart and sticking it in your, your Super Nintendo and it works. Yeah. So I just thought that was awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, and, yeah. I got to pick up one of those at some point, maybe around when I get my yearly bonus thing. Black Black um, Friday is the time to do it because they're all on yeah. sale on Black Black Friday. Yeah, because uh, that allows me outside of playing it on original hardware for Link to the Past randomizers, it allows you to do um, auto like it can track auto pickup. That's awesome. Like I don't need to go like click out of the game to do it. Right. So yeah, that that's that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you'll you'll never we'll never see you again, Mark. <laughs> Yes, one less lazy thing that I don't have to do. Uh, let's see. Uh, I also upgraded my PC, so I was messing around with all kinds of stuff on that, too, just to like make sure that it's not going to crash all the time. I uh, played some more Star Wars Squadrons update. It's still awesome. Uh, everyone out there who 
is looking for something halfway cheap to play because it's not uh, it's not a full price game. So I'd recommend picking it up for whatever system PC you have because it'll it seems to run on pretty much anything. Uh, our friend Jonathan has a has an older PC that he's able to run it on pretty much no problem. So I'd say if you have a PC that's within six years old, you should probably be able to run it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, it, yeah. I was I was doing you know um, things. The only reason we upgrade it to my newer system um, is essentially so I could play newer games, right. you know, and things that were more intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think any system, what, down to probably, what, like, sevens or eights, you could probably run that on? Uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, like, the GTX 7, 7 series or 8 yeah. series would, or would probably run it no problem. As long yeah. as you're running 1080p. 1080p shouldn't be a problem for any of those cards on that. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, definitely a bargain if you are looking for something Star Wars to play around, you know, around the uh, I don't know, uh, Mandalorian coming out. There you go. <laughs> now, a question: I don't know if you've tried this yet for Squadrons. Um, does it have that little trick when you go to, um, you know, knowing you, you probably haven't done this. Um, when you go to like lower resolutions where like you can see around things or. Like oh, things that no, normally I, be like cover is just gone. <laughs> I have not tried that. <laughs> uh, that's a thing they do in PUBG. Yeah. They'll they'll just play with the lowest textures on so they can see through the grass and and the rocks. Nobody thinks like and that. the rocks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried that. But I'm I you know, there's not a whole lot of stuff to hide behind. It's just everything's kind of huge and solid. So you everybody's constantly moving too. So there's not really much hiding. So I don't know if that would really work in that case anyway. Yeah, it just always always fascinates me, these games that can play at lower, um, you know, graph GPUs and stuff like that, you know, how much they, if there's any built-in advantage to being yeah. that low res. Like, you know. Well, yeah, something... I mean, they do it in Fortnite, too. They do the same thing. They, yeah. they turn everything down to low, and then they turn their shadows all the way up so you can see, like, the sh- everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything... Everything but the actual stuff you, you're supposed to see. Uh, technology is great. All right. Uh, that's pretty much me. Uh, Jen, how about you? So I I really haven't played much either other than the typical games that I always talk about every week. Um, so obviously Dead by Daylight. I've actually played it a little bit more than usual, which is great because uh, on Sundays, if anyone has tuned into Strategy Sundays, we've been playing Dead by Daylight the past two weeks. So... Um, Dan is actually starting to enjoy it, which is awesome. <laughs> I knew if he just gave it a little bit of time, it would, it would, you know, it would be okay. So I've <laughs> been playing Dead by Daylight. Um, they actually just released a Halloween update. Um, so that's pretty cool. So if you guys haven't, anyone out there who plays, if you haven't gone and played, you should, because they have little fun things in the game that are always nice when they add seasonal updates like that. Um, aside from that, I've been playing um, Elder Scrolls Online still. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I have doing? I'm fine, actually. So my cousin is um, nice enough to have sent me 50,000 gold as a gift. I did not ask for it. <laughs> All I said was, I wish I had a dragon mount. And she was like, well, those don't exist, but have 50,000 gold. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so I have a main character that I made who is a necromancer and she's cool 
And then I was like, oh, let me try to make Zakara from Stranger Damies. It was every Wednesday, search for it. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, let me do that. So I make Zakara and I hadn't played as her yet. She was level one. I accidentally signed in under her and then accepted the gold under her. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I guess now I'm playing as Zakara. So I've been leveling up that character now <laughs> instead of my really cool necromancer, but it's fine. It's going well. Um, I don't know. It's I'm not a huge fan of side quests in games. Like I like the the massive open world games where you can go wherever you want and do whatever you want. But it kind of stresses me out when you collect so many side quests and they're all just open and waiting for you to do something with them. Oh, yeah, I don't that was like my, that. That was my problem with Breath of the Wild. Still is because I'm mm-hmm. still haven't beaten it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, that. It, th- that happened to me with Assassin's Creed, like mm-hmm. the more recent Assassin's Creed games, like before before Odyssey came out and I guess Origins too. Um, like they would just throw a million things on the screen and be like, go do them. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just get anxiety. Like I can't, yeah. I, I don't have enough time to do all that. <laughs> Why? Because in my brain, I got to do it all. I'm not right. just going to let, I can't let something sit there not, and not get done before I finish the game if it's on <laughs> exactly. the screen. So exactly. I, Same. I totally, totally understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize I was that way until I started playing Skyrim and Dan would come over and he'd be like, oh, can I play your game for a bit? So I'm like, sure, but don't like, don't mess it up. Don't make people mad. Don't get me arrested, whatever. So he would open all of these side quests. He would just go around talking to everybody. And then I would start <laughs> playing again and look and be like, oh my God, there's like 26 side quests open. And he's like, yeah, I love side quests. I'm like, I hate. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with Elder Scrolls because I know that it's a side quest game. So I'm not, I'm not putting enough, uh, as much time into it as I would have with Skyrim and then gotten like stressed about it. So I think it's okay. I don't think I've lost myself to this game. Okay. I, I can say that pretty pretty confidently. <laughs> we'll we'll see next podcast if I feel the same way, but it's it's okay. I, I don't like play it for hours on end. Also, my computer is all the way downstairs, so I have to I have to go upstairs at some yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's why they have that, couches, Jen. Oh, we just got a couch down here too. So you're right. Oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> um, so have you been playing with Bex or? No, actually, I I've, I've watched her stream a few times. Um. She hasn't been on at the same time as me in a few weeks, I feel like. But I, I definitely want to play with her. Yeah, I was just wondering if it was like how our Warzone Wednesday. Right. You know, or even our Dead by Daylight where, you know, you could burn out playing it by yourself, but just playing yeah. it with someone else. What keeps you going? I feel like that's possible. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on the kind of player that you are. Like, if you're obsessed with MMOs, you're never going to get bored with it, but... If you're someone like, I would say me, I really liked Warcraft, but I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like you yeah, could totally I, get burnt out. I, yeah, I feel, and not trying to psychoanalyze you here, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> telling me you don't like side quests means that I think the only way continuing past like the first quarter of the game probably uh-huh. is having someone there with you to talk to while you're doing the stuff you don't like. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, mm-hmm. th- you know that's... That's why I'm not saying that it'll improve your enjoyment of the game, but right. you'll it'll you know the the experience will increase you know yeah. sort of my kind of my main gripe with MMOs and games like that are that uh, if you're 
a non uh, social person and you don't feel like playing with randos, mm-hmm. you eventually run out of stuff to do. Like, especially with a game like uh, like Destiny or or even um, World of Warcraft, 90% of that, those games are like doing the raids over and over. And if you don't know anybody, it's you just run out of stuff to do eventually. You're just doing yeah. the same stuff over and over. Yeah, once you get to a certain level, yeah, it's, it's just grinding in dungeons. So I, I get that. Yeah. Have you done anything fun? In the game? Yeah. <laughs> um, not really. I haven't really gotten a chance, I feel like, because I leveled up my first character to, like, seven, which is starting to get past all of the, like, tutorial-style okay. things. And then I accidentally unloaded all my, my fortune into the other ones. <laughs> now I have to start over. <laughs> so I think I'm on level four right now. So I'm getting there. Um, some of the side quests are cool though. I don't know. It, I feel like there's like sort of a main storyline. It might just be the tutorial, but I don't know. I have to feel it out and then see how long, how long I stick with it, I guess. Yeah. Well, feel free to report back and let us know how many (laughs) hours you sink into this. I will. I will. Um, (laughs) and besides that, I've just been playing Warzone with you guys and, uh, tonight's retro roulette game sonic adventure but we'll get into that later that's it that's all i got okay mark hit us hit us with all the good stuff (laughs) yeah so i'll start off with the uh two games that i play you know uh, have been playing for weeks and will probably continue playing for weeks um uh the i've i still have not cleared hades yet but um i keep getting close so hopefully we'll have a report maybe after extra life or maybe during extra life i clear it um that'd be cool yeah i wonder if i can transfer if it's cross save we'll figure that out um but you know the uh that game is just fun and it i I, i'm still not bored of it and i've done like almost 40 runs of it um like i said the dialogue still hasn't repeated i'm running into new people so it's not going to repeat anytime soon um you know just little inside jokes and things um you know that come up about um you know, some of the gods and goddesses and things like that, that if you played either God of War or, you know, Greek mythology, you know, mm. you kind of get that they're they put them in there for those people. Like they don't have to explain them. So, um, you know, it's uh, uh, pretty fun so far. So, like I said, until the big games come out in about two weeks or so, you know, especially that big game that I've been talking about for a while um uh comes out the uh, uh hades is number one by far um it's it, it's 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 great um and it doesn't make me feel terrible like last of us part two did <laughs> yeah so that helps and and that's funny to say about a game set in hell or the or i should say hades um you know yeah it's kind of, it's kind of hell it's uh in between right yeah, yeah yeah he's he's not the devil so it's not hell um but yeah yeah <laughs> So that game, and of course I've been doing my randomizers. I finished another one. I'm still staying under four hours pretty consistently. Um, I'm thinking for extra life, I'm going to do some weird things with it where there's a couple things where I can have uh, what's called boss shuffle, which puts different bosses in different dungeons. Um, That isn't their natural one, so you don't know which boss is where. Um, And then also this thing called enemizer, which changes how much damage each enemy does, each enemy class does. So... You know, the the first soldiers you run into could do eight hearts of damage sort of thing. This um, all sounds super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, I'm being so, 100% serious. Yeah. I so, mean, that sounds like if if I d- 
did that with like Final Fantasy VII, that'd be crazy. I can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah, and I'm gonna try and throw the um, uh, uh, crowd control thing on top of it if I, if I if I'm confident that I can do it, and we have enough people when I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, Right. Yeah. Cool. So I just want it to be a fun thing, not just a normal me running through the game um, and also make it that it's obvious I won't be able to finish it. Right. You know, you know, if we did a regular run, I would get really close to finishing it um, and <laughs> I wouldn't want to take up three hours. But um, we might need you to. You never know. <laughs> I, I could just bring a regular C2 and just play through it. But I've been pretty good at getting almost completely through it on one sitting. Um yeah, so I played that. Uh, so two new games this week um, that I played. Um, uh, NHL 21 came out, so I'm doing the 10-hour free trial for that. Um, they haven't done anything to that game in six years. Um, it's it's well, really sad at this point. Um, well, yeah, it was NHL 14 was the last one they did anything with, right? Because they had NHL 94 mode in that yeah, one. Yeah, when they when they went to the new consoles, it's been basically the same game. They've changed up the skating a little bit and a little bit of how you play defense and the stick, like little minor things, but it's basically still the same game. Um, uh, the one cool thing is they've added mascots. So if you're the Flyers, Gritty's there, um, but he's not the Gritty from the Internet. You know, no, he's no. what the EA Gritty would be. It's like just jumping and cheering in the crowd, you know. So um, he, do, he doesn't do all the wacky shit that Gritty no, does in real life. No. Um, if they That's added that in, great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the one cool thing they added, um, I haven't done pre- be a player. I probably won't unless until the full release comes out, um, is I don't know. They could improve it if they put any time into it, but they added for the trade deadline, um, in franchise mode, um, sort of what they do in FIFA already, which is it gives you a countdown clock and then you just try and make moves within like a real time clock ticking, um, to like before you reach a deadline, um, mm-hmm. and then you can't do anything after that deadline um so it kind of kind of sort of they've been trying things like that in the past like before you used to get like cell phones and have like three different cell phones ringing with different teams calling you um they tried that in the past but this seems this was the most like simulation like we're talking like out of the park baseball sort of you know setup where it's just menu you know and you're just trying to make trades um it's like who's the best players available you know all that stuff all that rpg sort of like uh, sim type stuff you know this yeah, guy hilarious. improved this if you add him with your coach and he gets pluses to, and it's you know that that's really the only thing they added it's interesting but it doesn't hold you um it's it's still hilarious to me that they add these rpg elements into sports yeah. games and people who play sports games have no idea exactly. they just think it, they just think it's a sports game yeah well they of course no yeah that, having the uh assistant that's really good at penalty killing will make my guy's penalty kill stats go higher that's not an rpg element at all that that's real life <laughs> that's real life that happens in real life immediately Sports. um yeah so that game's that game's fine um i'm really just waiting for 22 to come out when they have the kraken in it and i will definitely buy that game instead of just playing the trial um i already have my uh, seattle kraken hat so uh, I, I am full, I'm full on board with whenever new teams come into a league. Um, so besides that, the main game I've been playing new is I downloaded that free-to-play uh, Breath of the Wild clone Gershon Impact. Um, it's pretty good. Um, I can see where you can get the, a lot of free-to-play trappings. Like if you're um, somebody that gets obsessive about 
um, having, you know, four and five star characters and web high level weapons and all that gotcha stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the the base characters they give you, they are perfectly fine. They are all the different elements. So you can should be able to, as any good free to play game, um, quote unquote good, meaning they're not trying to rob you of money, um, would make the base game able to be beat, you know, without spending a dime. Um, right. So this one seems like it does that. Um, I haven't gotten that far. I just got out basically the first couple missions. Um, but it is as close to a Breath of the Wild clone as you can get outside of there's no weapon damage. Um, but you can climb uh, anything. I, I think I like that better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it, and, you know, you can climb anything. The world's just open. Um, you can go anywhere. There's they even come down to they have this group of type of uh, people or monsters i can't i haven't gone far enough to know if they're human or not um that just sit in camps with a fire in the middle and you know after you kill them all a chest comes up um and you can also cook in the game but it's it's not like breath of the wild where you just throw the ingredients and don't know what you're doing you actually learn recipes and cook and the mini game is just stopping the timer in the right spot Okay, so I was gonna say, is it fine? It's Final Fantasy 15. We've come up with a new recipe. Sort yeah, no, it's not, yeah, it's not even that. <laughs> like she doesn't like find it and go, I have a new recipe, you know. A new recipe. Um, it's more you come in and then your menu's bigger, you know, and you can right. choose the thing on the menu and it tells you if you have the ingredients for it or not. Um, so sort of FF 15 a little bit. Um, but you're not like buying it. It's just from you know talking to people or having certain ingredients together, you know. Um, so it seems fine so far. Um, I feel you get basically there's things, the the gotcha game thing is a thing called wishes. Um, so you do a wish and you just basically, you know, randomly generate it, dice roll, whatever you want to call it, um, for loot. And basically when you start the game, you get the first one, basically the first 10 for free. They give you enough to do, they do a special deal. You get 10 wishes for the price of eight. And they give you eight wishes, so you get your first ten rolls free. Now, you can, like me, I only got one character and a bunch of, like, three-star weapons um, in that roll. But you get somebody like Giant Bomb's Jeff Gersman, who got four characters (laughs) of four-star higher in that free roll. And then you're set, you know, for the rest of the game. Uh, So it's pretty interesting that they do that right off the bat to where people could just not spend money for the rest of the game. Uh, But, yeah, I mean... It's very helpful, right? Oh, yeah. And they, and they are anime waifus. So, of course. <laughs> uh, the, um, you know, uh, yeah, if you like if you like anime, if you like Tales games, if you like, you know, um, uh, Breath of the Wild, those are probably the two closest comparisons in terms of look and play. Um, you'll like this. Uh, which which uh, system did you get it on? I got it on PC. Okay. Because yeah, it would be PS4 was the only system so far, I believe. I, I thought it was coming to Switch. I, it is, but I don't know if it's there yet. And if it is, I guess that would work. But there's no cross-save yet. Okay. Yeah. If if there is, then I'm definitely going to pick it up on Switch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for cross-save to be solidified for Hades so that I can buy Hades on Switch so that I can take it on the road. Um, but yeah, yeah, I recommend for anybody out there, it's free to play. Just try it out. It's a little weird downloading it on your computer. Um because it it is a game made in China, so you don't you're probably not going to recognize the name of the developer. You know, it's not a Western developer or Japanese developer. Um, I, 
I honestly can't believe that Nintendo let it come out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> you know, so yeah. And it's, it's whole menus driven thing. Cause you know, you can't get it through steam or Epic or anything. It just, you just go to the, the developer's website and download it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So highly recommend it probably would be on my list if we were doing top 10 or, you know, um, Mark, let, let's be honest. It's going to be like top two, I think this year for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I downloaded two games that I have not tried yet. Um, I downloaded that Iconfall, um, which is the retro RPG that's supposed to be really good. That was on Game Pass. Oh, uh, you'll have yeah. to let me know how that is. Is it a standard Japanese RPG, turn-based? I think so. Not 100% sure. Um, I just saw somebody said retro RPG, so that's what I'm assuming it's that. Well, I'm um, a sucker for retro RPGs, so. And this game called uh, Kathy Rain, which I think is like a, a mystery game. Um, I think you're a detective. Interesting. Um, anyway, I think it's. I'm intrigued. Game, I want to know more about those. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So back. That, that'll be my thing next week. I'll get into that. Katana Zero. I also download it, and um, I downloaded Kentucky Route Zero. So, well, sometime within the next month before uh, you know, the game of the year um, comes out. On, on November twelfth, uh, <laughs> the you know I I, will, I don't I, I still don't know started. that it's going to be able to supplant my game of the year, but that's just because I'm biased. No, are we talking about the same game? <laughs> I'm imagining yeah. you're talking about Bug Snacks, which is why I laughed. But I know oh, you're not. He said November twelfth, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. November twelfth is Bug Snacks. <laughs> yeah, that's why <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> I'm glad you got Once you once you said it's not going to surpass my game, I'm like, I don't think we're talking about the same game. <laughs> Mark, whenever Mark gets a chance to talk about bug snacks, it's going to happen. <laughs> I did download the song on Apple. Um, oh man! Oh my god! It, there's a rap in it. Of course there is. It's great. Um, oh. I played it at a barbecue over the summer. Like I took <laughs> over the Bluetooth speaker. Um, so. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to try and get those games in before before Bug Snacks and Cyberpunk come out, you, um, you know, and just see. So, yeah, our, the, the late November, early December is just going to be me going, well, I played this game and then this game and this game. I have the advantage of being the only one without a uh, partner. So <laughs> all, just take all the hours you do things with your partner. And I have those hours the game. Yeah, that's very Perfect. true. Yeah. Very true. But. Uh, I am getting a couch in the basement soon, like a real couch. So I'm hoping my partner will spend more time with me down here instead of me being, instead of me feeling bad about being down here and playing stuff and her being upstairs. Yep. And the uh, uh, one game that I think is coming out, um, obviously I'm probably trying to try to get Miles Morales and all that stuff. Um, but I think Hitman 3 is coming out or has come out. Um, so I might try to get that in by the end of the year. But yeah, so just look forward to reviews on, or as much a review as I can get just trying to go through it, you know, a couple hours of each of these games. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's always going to be, I'll probably end this segment all the time because I'll have two, I'll have anywhere between two to five games to talk about. <laughs> I mean, okay. more the merrier, Mark. That's why we're here. Yeah, you're playing all the games that I don't have time to play, so <laughs> it's good to hear that these exist. Yeah. All right, Jen, what's been happening in the gaming world? Some interesting things have been happening. Um... The first thing I wanted to mention is either going to be good news or bad news, depending on who you are, uh, because <laughs> Kojima is hiring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they tweeted, Kojima Productions tweeted on October 22nd that they are confirming a new project is in development and they are seeking, I quote, best class in talent 
to work out of their Tokyo studio. Um, and then they yeah. actually added a link to the tweet where you can view the job postings that they are offering. So I went through and took a look and they didn't, they didn't hiss. They didn't come out and say that it's a new video game, but it's pretty safe to assume that it is because some of the jobs are game designer, game programmer, system programmer, and 3D rendering programmer. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we're getting a new Kojima game. I was say, Mark, <laughs> you, you're the only one who played Death Stranding. Yeah. Could it be Death Stranding 2? I don't, no. I don't know. I don't no. think it's they, going... they end that pretty well, unless if he okay. tells a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I know he mentioned, um, you might have heard this too, Mark. He mentioned that he wouldn't want to do a direct sequel to Death Stranding, that he'd rather do, like, I guess, like, starting from zero kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he Metal Gear was the only game he did sequels to that he's ever done outside of, I think, he did Zone of the Enders 2, maybe. Um, but I think every other series he's been involved in um, that I can think of, um, he only does one and then done. Um, yeah. I think he just fell in love with the Metal Gear stuff because he really likes political commentary. Because, <laughs> yes, that game has politics in it for anybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about nuclear deterrence. Uh, so anyway, um, the the thing I'm excited about is I want I always want to see whether it's as light of a slight disappointment as Death Stranding was um, just because it it. it the gameplay and all, um, you know, was a little too Kojima. <laughs> um, but what do you I mean always... balancing when you're walking isn't, isn't normal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about a little, that. A little too Kojima. Um, I'm just, I'm always, his, his story's fine. It's batshit, Death Stranding story. But, you know, it, it's at least a story I want to keep playing the game to, to figure out. I might be in the minority with that, with his stuff, but... You know, I will keep playing a shitty game for his story, even if at the end I go, oh, fucking Christ, you know, <laughs> because it's like it's like a terrible ending. Yeah. You know, um, but he keeps me hooked mm-hmm. uh, on his story. So I'm excited to see we'll, we'll see this um, by the time, um, you know, uh, I guess uh, what we pass the uh, get close to 2030. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, the, same, the same time that uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two comes out. Yep, and Elder Scrolls Six. Yep. Coming <laughs> out at the same time. But at least we have Horizon coming up. <laughs> yeah. There's that. Which is a game that shouldn't have had a sequel, but yeah. Yeah. that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I'm interested to see what they do with it because. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a it's it's one of those things where you know you you. You like what the studio or the person has done before, so you will always give them the benefit of the doubt um, until you see the thing. Um, they have to do, like, it has to get to, like, M. Night Shyamalan levels of disappointment before you stop giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like, now it's just like, oh, M. Night Shyamalan's got a good a new movie. I'm going to wait to like, see what people say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be smart and wait. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Kojima, I'm probably still going to buy it day one um as of right now because i like death stranding enough to give him another game yeah i was gonna uh, say i think kojima w- warrants a day one purchase still yeah if you like his stuff right, i'm not gonna say it's right. like the like the casual gamer should go buy his game day one correct um, you know if, if you like this stuff before he still warrants a day one purchase um unless if the game gets like really trashed in the previews mm-hmm. like that it like controls terribly or it's like racist or something 
Um, you know, like something like that, where it's like, oh, maybe I should wait. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't buy this game. <laughs> yeah, really. you know, yeah. Um, you know, stuff stuff like that would have to happen. It, you know, uh, but but I'm ex- I'm excited that it seems like he's not. He, I was a little worried because um, they were thinking of going into movie production. Mm-hmm. That doesn't you know, surprise Kojima me Kojima Studios or Productions or whatever. Um, so unless this is an animated movie that he's making, um, you know, I'm glad that it looks like he might be staying in video games. Yeah, that's what it seems like from there's a ton of job postings, too. There's probably, I would say, 15 at least positions that they're looking to fill. Maybe 20. There's a lot. So that's we'll a good sign for you. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see see what happens here. Like you said, in the next 10 years, maybe we'll find out. <laughs> uh, so my next topic is a little bit of some controversy. Uh-oh. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Twitter was blown up because the creative director over at Google Stadia, Alex Hutchinson. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping is, you picked this up. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, I'm leaving my personal great. opinions out of it as much as I can just to report <laughs> the facts. Um, so obviously he is in a bit of hot water after he tweeted that he basically thinks streamers should be paying game publishers and developers for a license in order to stream their games. Um, um, he does realize that they've done that already, right? Yeah. Like well, they bought the game. Therefore oh, they well, can just, stream it. Just wait for it because <laughs> okay. so this, this kind of followed Twitch announcing that they're going to start combing through everyone's content. So highlights, clips, streams, to check to see if you have used unlicensed music or anything else. And then they're threatening on revoking your account if you're abusing or, you know, you're using unlicensed content. So people were complaining about that, I guess. And then Alex made a comment that gamers are streaming games that they didn't pay for. And that he, he kind of made an open-ended threat that, well, it's all going to be gone for you guys as soon as the publishers decide to enforce like this idea that I have. So He's under the impression that streamers never paid for their games, which honestly, I think most streamers definitely have paid for the games that they're streaming, unless they're free. I would say like probably 90% of people who are streaming have paid for the games that they're streaming, especially right now. Yeah. Like the only thing I can think of people not paying for the game that they're streaming is if they're playing on an emulator, which at that point you can't buy those games anymore anyway so to a point where it would pay the developer right Right. exactly the developer is either a gone or b they they're so far past that that it wouldn't they wouldn't make any money on it anyway um but i don't know where that idea even comes from that people don't pay for their games like yeah that was like offensive to me yeah (laughs) somebody said right now yeah yeah so somebody said um that I mean, it's technically, we never read these, but apparently it's in the EULA that you're really not supposed to be doing it. Yes, um, that is true. Yeah, it says you're not supposed to be, um, like a movie, like you can't buy a movie and then, you stream know, put, you know, not not even stream it. Yeah, you but can't it's not show like... it in like a, a, a room and sell seats to it. Yeah, <laughs> but right. it's, this is different in the fact that it's a, it's an active participation. Yeah. You purchase the game to play it. Right. No one else is playing the game but you. You're just showing people like it's like having a friend over to watch you play the game. That's oh, pretty okay. much I'm, what it comes. To. I'm I'm just saying they use the same. I know, but thing. I, I I know, but it doesn't work the same. Yeah, that's why they've never a, right. right it's, never done anything. Yeah, that's why only Nintendo has really pushed back on it, and then they even mm-hmm. stopped doing it because it wasn't yeah. worth right. it. Exactly. Um, 
So I, I think what, he, and his thought is, Jen, correctly right, people have probably bought their games. And those that got it for free probably got it from the marketing department of the game itself. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> to stream. Yep. Um, that's where the whole hashtag ad and, you yeah. know, you have to every 20 minutes mention that you got the copy of the game from Sony or whatever. Right. Um, you know, for FCC stuff. Um, so all the stuff he was complaining about, um, I mean, tech, technically, like on a legality sense, he's correct, but no publisher would be dumb enough to do it because they're, they literally pay top streamers to stream their games. Right. Because look how many games have absolutely blown up. Like among us was a two year old game before all these streamers started playing it. And now it's like the hottest game alive right now. There's like 60,000 people streaming it right at this very second on Twitch. Yeah. Games like Rocket League and Fall Guys. And And Dead by Daylight's even stronger than ever. I'll admit it. Without streamers, Dead by Daylight probably wouldn't be the game that it is now. There's no way. That's what all those games go for is they want... The the argument becomes is like the people that just watch the stream and don't buy the game wouldn't buy your game anyway. So you're not losing a customer there. Right. And, and I would I would even argue that most people that go to watch a stream are not even there for the game. The game is yeah. secondary. They're there for the yeah. person generally. Yeah. yeah. It has I a would, lot to do with I that would, for yeah, sure. I would say. The only funny yeah. thing, and I'm a little more online than probably both of you are, um, in, in the term of being online, um, is that the my favorite clapback um, to him uh, was uh, uh, one of the editors of Giant Bomb basically said, oh, that's great. And, and speaking of things that uh, nobody wants to pay for, how's Stadia doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's another then, thing that I was like, who are you? Like, no. Yeah, and then, uh, then he said something like, better than Giant Bomb, I hear. And everybody just shit on the guy again. Yeah, exactly. He's not making any friends yeah, with his yeah, this team. Dude, this dude, like, ruined his career in 25, 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And he probably has some, um, you know, things pent up about, because most outlets just shit on Stadia. So, you Most? Know. All, how about yeah. all of them? No, I meant, like, the like GameSpot and IGN won't shit on it as much as, say, a Giant Bomb or one of the smaller, yeah. you know... Well, it's because they don't have anything to lose by yeah. shitting on Stadia. But yeah. even even places like, you know, I feel like Digital Foundry shits on Stadia all the time yeah. because uh, they make all these claims and then they don't they yeah. don't meet any of those claims ever. Yeah, it, th- that's yeah. the whole point is that, you know, if they if they put more if they had put an effort into getting streamers to into the Stadia ecosystem, they may have gotten people to come over like a, I'm just using a name, you know. Like, you probably have no interest in any of the games they have on there. Um, it's like when Ninja was hot, you know, yeah. if they would have let him like stream, let's say Destiny 2 or something, um, or even Fortnite if it's on Stadia and go, oh, I'm playing this through Stadia and it works great. You don't even need a console or, you know, right. you know, and just sell it that way. You know, if the technology was there. I think he just sounds bitter. And it's the it's It's the wrong thing to do. Nintendo... When they do it, it's just out of touch. Like, yeah. They, they have always been really shitty about their... Or shitty is probably the wrong word. Because <laughs> well, they're they, just, they just don't understand what's happening, I think. That's really they're what very they're... protective of their IP. Yes. Um, Which is so, why they've taken down hundreds of emulation sites and ROM yeah. 
places you can find ROMs and things like that. Yeah, yeah, they're Which just we very. Can, that's a whole other podcast. We could go yeah, on yeah. about Nintendo doing stupid shit for a, a while. <laughs> that's a good yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah, it's just the difference is is that Nintendo has a history since 1984 doing that. You know, that's what the whole um, you know Atari Tangan thing, you know Tetris, you know all that stuff, all the way up and you know through you know things with the with the sony uh you know super nintendo thing right um, the super play the super yeah, nintendo yeah. playstation right just them wanting to control everything so when they do it you just sort of do like that it's like your grandpa going oh mm-hmm. nintendo yeah. <laughs> oh you're so cute um you know sort of thing for when they come at you um because you're like they're gonna survive anyway sure i'll wait it sucks for me i lose money but you know, I really, I'm a, I'm a Mario Maker streamer, so I have to abide by these. You know, um, I don't think uh, the most popular games are going to push this. The only people I could see pushing it are narrative-heavy games. You know, like a, mm-hmm. like a Naughty Dog or um, yeah, I, that I feel is know, different though. Yeah. Like, and, and some games even now have um, uh, fail safes in place for the things like that, like. Um, I think even like Tony Hawk, the new Tony Hawk game that came out, it it would say recording has stopped due to this whatever, and then yeah. it would it would say oh it started up again after yeah after yeah, this but thing happened. Obviously, we're we are probably on a mid to lower tier of uh, technology specialist, and we can figure out a way around that. Um, yeah. So <laughs> you know, don't tell anyone, Mark. Yeah, that's you know. I'm just saying, yeah, but, but people... yeah, the Final Fantasy VII thing is a perfect example. You could stream the first 17 chapters, um, but the 18th they they cut off if you're streaming through the system. Right. Uh, Persona 5, you can't stream that at all through the system. Well, you could stream it to a certain point, I think, as no, well, no, right? At all. You can't stream it at all. Oh, it through pops the system up immediately. Right through the system. You're right. No, you're right. Yep. Yep. You can do it. You know the the go around method um, for it, but. Um, which is always funny to see, you know, that it pops up there, you know, recording is, has stopped while the streamer <laughs> is still recording. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he's just, he's just bitter. He worked on a couple of sequels that didn't really do well as well. Um, like, you know, so yeah, I, th- I think he's just, yeah. So somebody, some streamer pissed him off when he tried to give him a code and that's why this all yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. Twitter beef. That's beefs what it sounds like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the giant bomb thing was great, like because it, it was just like if for them to do it, um, uh, because they're as protective of you know not shitting on developers or anything like on Twitter, you know, in a way like that, mm-hmm. um, that this guy must just be an asshole. Yeah, you know, oh, for sure. in the industry, that you know, <laughs> they just didn't care. You know, it just. It's just, you know, there's been really shitty people in the industry that they haven't gone after or said sarcastic things to, you know, and they picked this guy, you know, so yeah. it just tells you something about him. And, sure. uh, and he, he just kept digging his hole. I don't know if you read through the replies. <laughs> he just kept oh, digging. my God. It's it's like he's definitely one of those people that like and you, it's all over these memes, too. It's like when you're in the middle of a fight and you realize you've gone too far and you just keep going and you know that you're wrong, but you can't get out of it. So like, just keep going. It's a, that's yeah. just who he is. 
Yeah, and maybe that's maybe when you, that's when you just delete Twitter and then yeah. just end it. He was digging that's straight down in Minecraft. That's what he was doing. <laughs> you do my strategy. In he Minecraft. hit he hit yeah. bedrock. <laughs> he hit lava. But yeah, it's the the streaming thing's always weird. Um, and it would behoove the publishers to if if they if they're really losing money on it, you know, I obviously we don't know their books if what what positive or negative for that. We can speculate all we want, mm-hmm. but if they are it. It, they don't need to work things out with the individual streamers. They need right. to go to Amazon yep. or, or Facebook, you know, you know, whoever is, you know, runs Twitch and whatever Facebook gaming thing is, mm-hmm. um, you know, and go, hey, hey, can you give us a piece of whatever piece you get of all the subscriptions? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if a streamer streams a certain game, you know, sort of Absolutely. thing, because Amazon is making all that money off the streamers. And plus... They, you can click on the thing on the stream and it takes you to the Amazon page. Right. To buy the game. Like, come on. You know? <laughs> exactly. You know, the solution would be is to go to Amazon and go, hey, can that link on the page go to our site? Excuse me. You know, not your site. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, and then we won't bring down the hammer on that. But oh, yeah. man. It's, it's, it's such a, it's such a legal gray area, like with it's, emulators yeah. and ROMs. It's a slippery um, slope for sure. Right. I'm you know, hoping that we don't start seeing changes happen. <laughs> it probably I, won't. Maybe you I won't be able to stream will. Stadia games, but who has Stadia? <laughs> that would be so great. You, you, <laughs> you, right jo- you joke, but I know someone who owns Stadia. I know one person. Yeah, okay. Does that person also have an Ouya? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one person is going to have a deal of a lifetime when Stadia realizes they need streamers. And then they're going to go to them and be like, hi, well, can you a, stream for us? That's the thing. He was a streamer for quite a while, and he stopped for a little while. And I don't know if he'll ever get back into it. But if Stadia does come back and they they're offering stuff like that, I, he should totally do it. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll have to see how this shakes out. Hopefully, nothing bad for streamers comes up it that way. I'm gonna knock so, on wood, but I'm pretty sure that's yes. not gonna. <laughs> Hopefully. Um. So my next story is dedicated to Tom. Okay. Uh. So yes. As many many of you know out there, as well as we know, that Infinity Ward has dropped a Halloween update for Call of Duty Warzone. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> which is Christ. Awesome. <laughs> it's called The Haunting of Verdansk. So um, firsthand, we have experienced Jigsaw making appearance on a TV in an abandoned home, Howling Wolves, which I swear to God I heard. <laughs> um, oh, I heard did. them too. I, I was just doing did. a Okay, bit. good. Oh, okay. I, I turned, I, I, after the Whatever you're going to talk about, I turned my volume way down, so I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. Um, all gameplay is done at night, which is awesome and difficult. Um, there are jump scares and candy explosions from loot boxes. Right, fuck, Tom? Fuck that. <laughs> and then there's Zombie Royale, which when you die, you become a zombie, and you can either try to kill other players, or you can collect, um, is it Antidote or something, to bring yourself back to life? Yeah. Um, so that being said, there are apparently more details that we haven't uncovered yet. One streamer, uh, his name is the legendary Borak, stumbled upon the home of Leatherface from the Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is apparently, so yes, if you're interested in finding it, it's located on the eastern side of the Krovnik farm, um, and it's a structure on the east side of the main barn, which is like right in the center of the farm. So it's a lot of east. But it's there. <laughs> um, and then I was watching the video of the gameplay, so I'm not going to ruin everything. But when you approach the house, when, when the way to make sure you know it's the right one, you should see something like glowing in the attic. It's kind of like 
spectral glowing. Um, and then in the video that I was watching, like you go inside and there's like blood and guts everywhere. And then you hear a chainsaw upstairs. And that's where I'm like, I'm going to stop explaining it because there's a lot more to it than that. But it sounds really crazy. And I personally can't wait for Warzone Wednesday because I'm going to find this, whether yeah, I have to abandon you guys or not. <laughs> yeah, you can go do that. I'll be... I'll be trying to avoid jump scares for the whole the whole time. We'll yeah, play. this sounds pretty crazy, so I'm excited for it. But also, if if you want to see one in action, <laughs> Jenny was yeah. so nice to uh, <laughs> highlight the jump scare that nearly gave me a heart attack on stream. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it, for whatever reason, the one guy who hates jump scares the most is the only one who saw it. No Seriously. one else. No one else saw. It. <laughs> The funny thing about it was I had seen um, a clip on Instagram or something of somebody, and I could have sworn that it was fake. I'm like, this isn't real. And apparently it was real because oh, <laughs> Tom, very much real. Tom found it. <laughs> it very good. much real, very much found it. Yes. So on that note, I just wanted to really quickly, if anyone's interested, um, go through the top Halloween seasonal events that are going on right now. Um, it's... Uh, I, it could get really lengthy, so I kind of cut it down into some of the bigger games that are going on right now. But I thought it would be interesting just to run through them really quick. So if anyone needs to pause the stream or the podcast and write down these, go ahead and do it. Grab um, yourself a pen and paper right now. Yep, yep. And here we go. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons has a Halloween update. Apex Legends is having Fight or Fright Fest. I'm going to allow that one. Borderlands <laughs> 3. <laughs> Borderlands 3, Bloody Harvest. Pokemon Go is having a Halloween event. Um, obviously, Dead by Daylight, as I mentioned before. Destiny 2 is having the Festival of the Lost, which looks kind of cool. I love um, Yeah. Doom Eternal is having a Halloween event. Um, Elder Scrolls Online is doing the Witches Festival. Um, Gears 5 is doing Madman's Monsters. Guild Wars has Shadows of the Mad King. Hearthstone is having a Masquerade Ball. Um, Hyperscapes doing a Halloween event. Killing Floor 2 is doing Infernal Insurrection. Monster, Monster Hunter World Iceborne's Fun Fright Fest. That's pushing it. NBA 2K21 is having Halloween elements in their game. Um, Overwatch is doing Halloween Terror. Rocket League is doing Haunted Hallows. Splatoon 2 is doing Splatoween. Um, Team Fortress 2 is doing Scream Fortress. And then World of Warcraft is doing Hollow's End or Hallow's End. So if any of those sound interesting to you, you should check it out because I know most of these expire either on Halloween night or probably November 3rd or 5th would be the latest. So like I said, if you want to rewind and write some of your favorites down, I would definitely recommend checking them out because a lot of the stuff that I've come across so far is pretty cool. And I'm sure listening to that, you can figure out which one is the family-friendly content. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully from hopefully the family friendly company yep. um, yeah so yeah. speaking of that uh, tom i don't know how old this is but did have or maybe even jenny too have you guys seen like the the gritty reimagining of a pokemon movie no no oh, it's so good um <laughs> it's like um it's a trailer they made a trailer is it uh, real like is it live action yeah, yeah it and they made like cgi animals like i guess it's guy's really good at cgi um wow. or he used to work in hollywood doing it but he only did like a couple of them he did the one the porcupine one um that um maybe that's a newer one um that sort of uh, breeze fire or something oh, oh Cyndaquil. yeah <laughs> him um of course they have they did a 
realistic looking version of Charmander, okay. which is frightening. <laughs> um, it's just a giant dragon, and it is great. Um, but the the most unique and creepiest one they did Meowth. Oh, that's got to be super creepy. Oh, it's so good. Um, they show him <laughs> murdering a man. Oh my god. Murdering yeah. a man, nice. Yeah, yeah he he's would. Like, I guess he's a spy or something, or like they. Well, show... in the in the cartoon, he's part of Team Rocket, mm-hmm. which is yeah. A, yeah. That's is the, the thing. Is it, it, it the the story is a dad looking for his daughter who ran away with Team Rocket. Oh, okay. Um, that makes or sense. got kidnapped by Team Rocket or something. Um. So Meowth is a murderer. Okay. Yeah, they basically when they show the real clip of him, um, it's just uh, or the full body shot of him. It's, he kills a man, and then he's got, like, a trench coat and a hat on. He spins around, and you, like, see the face. But it's, like, very hairless cat, you yes. know, look to him. And it's real good. Um, I don't know if that's new or old, or I just spot, somebody brought it up on Twitter. Um, so I spotted it through there. So it's it's on YouTube. So you can probably look it up. But, yeah, that when you said Halloween event for Let's uh, Pokemon Let's Go, it made me think of that immediately. <laughs> it reminded me of... Um, the guy that did the, the, uh, Mortal Kombat, like, realistic, gritty reboot. Oh, uh, well, that was, that. like, an actual thing, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that an was... actual producers who did, they right. were trying to sell it. Right. Um. Which I think they did, but I feel like it kind of bombed. Yeah, they couldn't, they, they, they didn't want to go, they didn't like the script or something, I forget what happened to it. But this guy, it just seems like a guy that does CGI, you And know? It, he just wanted to make Pokemon. Yeah, he might be trying to sell it, but he knows Nintendo's not going to sign off on, um, you know, or the Pokemon company or whatever. Like, Detective mm-hmm. Pikachu is, like, towing the line. Yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, Whenever so, you have Ryan Reynolds, it's towing the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should have been Danny DeVito. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, so check that out, I thought, just randomly. Uh, that's something I saw, like, two days ago. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so I guess the last thing we can talk about would be, um, I'm sure you guys have heard, that there is a rumor that we may have a Dreamcast Mini in our future. Yeah. Oh, Dreamcast Mini. <laughs> it's, the it's Saturn so... gets screwed again. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. <laughs> totally skipping the Saturn and going right to the Dreamcast, which I guess <laughs> guess it's a good thing for, for Sega, but, you know, the the Dreamcast technically, I guess, was a better seller than the, than the yeah. Saturn. Yeah, I mean, obviously... There's more nostalgia with the the only thing everybody remembers about Saturn is that they randomly dropped it like the day they announced it at E3 yeah. against the wishes of everybody in the company that wasn't <laughs> the, the heads of Sega of Japan. Also, I think Sega may have learned something from the PS1 classic that those games just did not age well. And if you're going to do it, do it right. And also... The, I think the Dreamcast is way easier to emulate than the Saturn because well, I mean, way this... you could basically burn a game onto a CDR. Yeah, and... but I mean in general, like you can <laughs> you can emulate a a a, yeah. uh, a Dreamcast itself way easier yeah. than you can a Saturn, just because I think the Saturn has two CPUs and nobody knows how to like get, make them work together. Oh, oh yeah, you're talking about Saturn. I thought you were talking about PlayStation. No, yeah, the Saturn. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I think I think it would work a Saturn a a um, Dreamcast Mini because a lot of people have nostalgia for it even though like everybody shits all over it I feel like a lot of people have nostalgia for it 
Yeah, yeah. Do, doing the game and story and stuff that I've been watching. The fact that I was reminded that that there was 18 months between 9999 and when Sega sent out the letter saying they were discontinuing production and support, I was like, that was only 18 months. Yeah, That's they didn't crazy. even give it two years. It's it's crazy. And then yeah. how many like not good games, but how many games that people remember for a system that was out for less than two years. I feel like it's a very well-remembered system, and there's a lot of games that people loved on the Dreamcast, even though it's only, you know, it was only around for a year and a half. Yeah, it was ahead of its time in, in most instances. For you sure. Know, you know, well, broadband that, internet connection in it, you know. The VMU. Yeah, making it easy to pirate. I mean, way ahead of its time. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of this Dreamcast Mini... I had heard about this, so I thought it'd be cool if we picked some games that we think should be on this thing. Yeah. Um, now, Mark and I probably have more than Jen. Jen was not a Dreamcast person. Yep, I was a 9999 Dreamcast person. Mark, yeah, Mark bought it on day one, and I'm pretty sure our friend John purchased it day one as well. I, I yeah, me and John have reminisced about. It. Um, so, and and I remember playing at other people's houses. I never had a Dreamcast myself, but I loved the system. I thought it was really cool. Uh, again, it was just a... It, it was against... It did a lot of stuff to go against itself. First, not being a DVD player. Uh, <laughs> and second, having no no real uh, copy protection. That killed it. Yeah. Among other things. The Yeah, just to refresh my history with it for those... If I haven't mentioned it directly on the podcast and just do streams, um, I bought it nine nine ninety nine um, with a copy of Sonic Adventure, which we will talk about later. Um, played Sonic Adventure for about a few hours, returned it immediately um, for NFL two K one, and had a much better time with that. Um, so you know, I got I think most of the games we're going to mention here, I think I may have owned just because. Um, I was me and my one other friend had a game had um, Dreamcast and that was it in my group of friends. Um, so it was like we were we were the ones that were like, no, you got to buy this game. It's pretty cool. You know, come check it out. Yeah. So, I, I wish uh, I wish I was like working at the time. Like I was way too young to be working. Oh, I, I saved the money for my paper route. To um, buy it. Nice. <laughs> but I wish I had been working like when the Dreamcast was canceled because that system was like. 200 bucks right or two or something it was like that. 199 One, yep. 199 you could eventually get them for like 50 bucks with like 10 games and i yeah. just wish i had been had the yeah. forethought to purchase that thing at that time yeah because now it's a nostalgia thing so it's way more expensive yeah and there's not a, there's not a lot of them so you gotta you gotta find a good one and you gotta pay for it which yeah. if this thing came out would solve a lot of those problems yeah and i even had the issue where uh, my cousin's dog chewed through the controller wire, which shorted out the system. Oh, and I had to send it back to Sega for a new system. Yikes. Well, at least they at least they get, gave you another one. Yeah. yeah, I had to pay the shipping, but they sent a whole new one back because it must it must have been a known thing with the with huh. the launch ones. Oh, okay. Because they gave me no argument when I told them what happened. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I was All like, right. yeah. So uh, my pet chewed the wire and the system shorted out. They were like. All right, we'll send your box. $50. <laughs> it's like, okay. Wow. That's awesome. All right. So I guess I'll start off. Um, my first one is kind of a goofy choice because I'm not sure a lot of people either A, enjoyed this game or B, played it. 
Um, but my first choice to be on this would be Dynamite Cop. So Dynamite Cop was a 3D beat em up. Um, is that the one that was supposed to be like Die Hard? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it was it was Die Hard in Japan, I think, or Die Hard Arcade in Japan. Yeah. But over here it was called Dynamite Cop. Um, so it's a super goofy like Japanese game where it's a beat 'em up, but you can do like wrestling moves, like you have special yeah. moves. And our my friend John and I loved this game because we were super into wrestling at the time, and we were we're like, oh, that that, that dude just did a tombstone. That was awesome. Or like the I think the girl could do a pedigree or something. That it would it it was just really funny to us that you could do these things. Yeah. And you could also pick up weapons like rocket launchers and guns and batons and things like that. Yeah. There's a, the, go ahead. I was gonna say there it was one of the first um like really um I I guess it came out before Shenmue, but um it was one of the first really punishing quick time event games. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. But you could also, the boss battles were super ridiculous. Uh, you literally fought the Kraken in <laughs> in this game. It was on a cruise ship for some reason. You fought a giant squid. And then it, I think you turned it into sushi when, when you win. <laughs> Which, uh, the, the goofiness of, of late 90s uh, Japanese video games is great. <laughs> and And for those of you that... Uh, don't want to purchase a Dreamcast or wait for the mini or even this will be on the mini. Um, I know, uh, I believe Game Informer did a full playthrough of it if you just want to see the entire game and its craziness. Yeah. So, for their super highly, replay. Highly recommend it. Highly yeah. recommend it. Um, Jen, I, I don't know if you, you have a couple. Yeah, I actually thought of two. Um, so I'll go through my first one. Um, my first one would be Marvel vs. Camp, Capcom 2. Um, I really like playing this game. I'm similar to you, Tom. I didn't have a Dreamcast, but my cousins did. So I remember going over to their house and playing a few games. But this was one of my favorite ones. Um, I like the fact that there was a ton of fighters to choose from. So you had some really chaotic battles. Um, and then I remember the, the 2D animations being pretty good as well. Um, I'd like to see this come back because I feel like it would still feel fresh. Like kind of how you were saying, I feel like this would age well. Kind of like mm-hmm. how it's still just as enjoyable as play, to play Smash. So I feel like this would be a really great game to to see come back to the Dreamcast Mini. I think it's kind of a no-brainer, honestly. I'm um, with you. Uh, it's arguably the best version of it. Yeah. I, I think it came out on everything. I think it came out on PS2 and Xbox. But when I think of that game, I think of the Dreamcast. I don't I yeah. don't think of any other system. When, yeah. When yeah. All right, Mark? Yeah, so I have to go with the game... Um, that I think most um, people associate directly with the Dreamcast. Um, well, actually, there's two of them, but this is the one I'm, I'm choosing, um, is uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica. Um, it was probably the best, like uh, like with uh, Marvel's Capcom, of the versions that come out. And it had the added edition where it took advantage of the VMU, and it put your little heartbeat sensor on the VMU, so you didn't need to go into the pause menu to see what your health was like. And it was, and at my 14-year-old mind was blown by the fact that <laughs> that was there, and it was in real time. And um, you know, me and my other friend that had the Dreamcast were just um, going, "Oh my God, did you, did you? It's got the heartbeat thing." Ah, you know, really, really into it. But it also was the first time 
um, that we learned um, the hard way that uh, it was, it, I guess, the uh, the fact that you can um, pretty much just swap out VMUs and like copy saves and things like that. Because I ended up getting to the part in that game where um, if you don't have the rocket launcher, it makes it much harder to advance in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and not the rocket launcher, the grenade launcher um, that you can easily miss in it. Um, so my friend transferred his save over on his VMU. <laughs> well, yeah. um, I forget how we did it. But... So you're, so VMUs, you can put them together. Like they'll, they connect to each other. Yeah. And you can either, certain games had things where you could play like a multiplayer thing against someone, well, I yeah. guess with your heads put together, uh, or you could transfer saves or yeah. other things like that. Yeah, you could so... like trade chows and stuff. Yeah. That's why I evangelized that that stupid peripheral because um, <laughs> it saved my ass in that game and it was also the first time I seen uh, a system use a peripheral to actually improve the game um, that it was using. You know, it it saved you know um, it saved you that little bit of time to where you know you could just keep going and not have to go to the pause menu and then when you come out of the pause menu you forget where you are on the map and then you you get hit or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, Resident Evil Code Veronica is probably was probably the first big non-sports game um, for for that system, um, at least that I can remember. Um, not looking up timelines here, but you know all the other games we're going to be talking about, I remember getting and playing after Code mm-hmm. Veronica, so that's why it's first on my list. Gotcha. All right, uh, I'm the racing game shill, so of course Daytona USA is going to be my next game. Um, so Daytona USA had a troubled past on Sega's consoles. They brought it out on the Saturn and it was not up to snuff. It was not as good as the arcade. Uh, then they released it again on the Saturn. Like they did a remix kind of how they did with Virtua Fighter. And it was worse. (laughs) It was worse than the first game. So it took them until the Dreamcast to get it somewhat right. Um, but I love this game. It looks great. Um, it plays great still. It still play it. It's a, like a solid 60 FPS. It and it plays in 480p. And the music, oh, the music, so good. Uh, if you've never heard Daytona USA's music, just go on YouTube and search Daytona USA music and just soak it in. Just soak it in. It's um, it's a thing of beauty. Um, yeah. Again, okay. a, there's all kinds of weird, goofy things you can do in the game like you can play as a horse <laughs> you can, saw uh, yeah you like you can unlock this this car quote-unquote car that is just a horse running cool. so it's 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 got it's it's uh, definitely a sega game that's for sure <laughs> yeah yeah and that was the thing with the dreamcast games is that frame rate and you know look of the games was ahead of every anything at the time it was just they didn't anticipate all the they didn't go far enough or anticipate what Sony had coming up next the year after mm-hmm. um, for things. So it's not like like the system was terrible and it wasn't like a Jaguar, you know, turbo graphics situation where it was just so much worse than the things at the time that that's why those systems fell off. Um, yeah, you go back and play these games and they all still look fine. They look great for the era. But they just, you know, was just like that one step too short, um, you know, that it couldn't surpass the PS2. 
um, which is what absolutely killed it. And Daytona is a great example of that um, in terms of, you know, just the fidelity of a racing game there. Um, you know, you probably, it looked better than Gran Turismo, you know, played better than Gran Turismo. Um, well, it was, uh, it was definitely for a different audience. Gran yeah. Turismo was very much like, uh, it, it needs to be simulation. It needs to a, act just like a real car. Daytona USA was just fun. It was yeah. not about, it was not about, did I set my brakes up right? Did I set the, yeah. the set the springs right? It was none of that. It was yeah. just yeah. It's, take your and, car and go. And that's why it was able to drag away the casual audience, you know, for right. at the time. Yep. You know, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely one I think of and probably just rent it. I, I don't think this was one of the ones I actually owned. Yeah, I'd say it was worth a rental at at at, at least. Uh, if you're really into racing games, obviously you would have bought that. But if you're looking for something different for a weekend, Daytona USA was 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 what you wanted. All right, Jen, what's what's your second and last game? <laughs> so this probably won't be surprising to either of you. Um, and I'm surprised actually that I didn't think of it immediately. Um, but I picked Dead or Alive 2. Um, okay. Dead or Alive series is one of my favorite fighting game series in general. But I think this game is one of my favorite ones. Um, I remember the graphics in this game looking really good, considering, you know, how old this system is. Although, like you just said, the graphics were really good. Um, and one of one of the things I enjoyed were, like, the fighting cutscenes where mid-fight you would, like, crash through a window or something. And then you'd fall to another level and keep fighting. I thought that was really cool. Um, and I think this was the first game in the series where they did tag team fighting too. So I feel like this game, this game definitely launched the future of the series and I would love to see it if it were to come back on the, on the Dreamcast mini. Yep. I'm totally with you there. Yeah, I, and, uh, and it's probably, if not the, I think it's definitely top two or three of the series. Um, mm-hmm. when look back on, yeah. um, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, you know, because fighting game fans are very fickle. So when a when a game is highly regarded, no matter what system it's on, um, it's definitely one that should be on any kind of you know um, compilation mm-hmm. for that system or just of that publisher for that era, right. sort of thing. Yep, I agree. Mark, what do you got? Okay. Um, so I mentioned it earlier, but um, my uh, the other game that I think of um, with this, which actually changed the rules of sports gaming forever um, a short five years later um, is NFL 2K. Um, while 2K1 is probably the better game of the two, um, uh, NFL 2K um, was just a revelation as a person that played Madden, you know, all the way up through, um, you know, even the terrible Madden 64 game. Um, playing NFL 2K was just a oh, that kind of looks like a real football player um, <laughs> out there. They actually have, like, height and weight looks different, you know, and not just the same pixel just or same polygon, just a little different to show you that it's a running back um, as opposed to a wide receiver. Um, it was first time personality sort of got thrown in here. Um, and it, you know, spawned the next five games were probably way better than anything Madden was putting out at the time. Um, and yeah, it's, then, it's a shame that that went away. Yeah. And then they, and then EA just got pissed and, you know, threw their, threw their big man meat out and just, <laughs> you know, was like, we're just going to buy the NFL license. 
And well, I mean, screw I, you, I feel, TK. I feel like uh, Sega was way better at marketing that game, too. Yeah. Just with, like, Randy Moss. Yeah. I, I remember all of those advertisements where it was, uh, it was like, it was video game Randy versus real Randy. And it was, uh, it made you, it showed you how realistic it was to begin with. Yeah. And it's not a game that made my list, but NBA 2K, which is now the best basketball simulation game out there. Well, actually, probably say best basketball game because every other one has been pretty terrible. Um, you know, started on Dreamcast here, you know, with the first two or three having, I think, Iverson on the cover. Um, so, of course, I own those. Um, but even they, with the marketing, I mean, it's the famous thing. It's in the Game Historian documentary um, is that they made a commercial for 2K2, I believe. The last one on Dreamcast. Um, There's a, a ripoff of a commercial or something, Rip right? off of the Gatorade commercial. With Jordan, right. like almost frame for frame. Um, <laughs> they just replaced things that had Gatorade in it with something else. Um, you know, and, you know, it was just, that's how those games got over. Unfortunately, you know, as I mentioned, NFL, they got beat out because Sony, or I'm sorry, EA saw how profitable the NFL was becoming. You know, compared to the NBA, so they went after that license yeah. and got it. And then, you know, Sega and Visual Concepts just turned their whole, you know, focus to 2K. And then, without needing to buy the license out, they just they made the uh, monopoly of basketball games. <laughs> so um, I think NFL 2K was the game I played the most um, on here. It was also the game that was being played when the dog chewed through the wire. Uh, uh. So it was. <laughs> uh, so it was fun um i think that's why it's kind of burnt in my memory too um no, no pun but intended yeah there. yep and, <laughs> and and for a historical note um nfl 2k is also the game that famously had problems when it was on good morning america when they were advertising it like the sound oh, didn't work that, or something that sounds like a sega thing yeah or something not working <laughs> live demonstration on good morning america which is a fun thing to watch just for the diane sawyer like not understanding. Um, well, any of those, anything where it's like it's a new technology or whatever. The, my favorite is the Bryant Gumble. Oh, what internet? is internet? What is internet? What is email? Um, <laughs> electronic <laughs> mail. Um, but yeah, yeah. If you were, if you weren't a, uh, well, back then, if you weren't a nerd um that played video games you definitely played nfl 2k and that may have been the only thing you had for your your dreamcast um the nerd slash sports nerd that i am is i had all the sports games that came out for the dreamcast <laughs> despite two of them being terrible um but i was all in on the dreamcast and that's why it doesn't feel like i probably played it like a year or a year and a half after it probably stopped being produced mm. <laughs> just because of the sports games because um, they still release those. Um, but yeah, NFL 2K has got to be on there. It, it, the problem is, is licensing. You're probably not going to be able to get it on there. But if you were saying like fantasy booking. Um, of yeah, a, yeah, of a dream yeah this is total. This is total yeah. fantasy. This is, yeah, this is not worrying about licensing or anything. Yeah. Um, you know, that would ha that is one of the, you know, not to use a terrible sports radio analogy, but that NFL 2K is definitely on the Mount Rushmore of Dreamcast games. It's what. I would say the majority of people that know about the Dreamcast remember. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I, I'm not, this, this is not what I'm putting on here, but real quick, I'm going to talk about virtual, virtual tennis. And then I'm going to go into my real yes. answer. Virtual tennis was the, one of the best games I ever played. 
I yeah. played virtual tennis with my friends for hours. This is tennis we're talking about. A game that nobody cares about. No offense to anybody who plays <laughs> tennis. But, like, nobody cares. Like, especially in the 90s. Like, the the late 90s, tennis was, like, the last thing anybody cared about. But Virtua Tennis played so good that it made you want to play that game all the time. Yeah, I think, as a huge tennis fan, <laughs> especially in that era, um, I do take offense to that, Tom. No. Okay. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> i 100 percent agree with you we played virtual tennis in the arcade um yeah. me and my friends you know i always told the famous story we had the game works um down in my area it used to be that was like the hot spot on tuesdays because it was ten dollars all you can play in 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 the game works so all the all the the teens would go there um like i would say when i say teens probably like 12 to 14 because once you have 15 or 16 you're trying to hang somewhere to, looking for booze um, <laughs> but you know, you went there and, you know, you tried to impress the girls or you hit on the girls or you, you know, played, you know, games with your friends or you just beat the crap out of somebody and maybe won some money at air hockey, you know? So, but me and my friends played there enough that we, we had ridiculous records, um, because you put your initials in, um, in the arcade version and it would save it, um, unless they reset the machine. So, yeah, that game was just, I don't think there's been a better tennis game since. Um, I, I don't think so either. I actually downloaded it um, and to play it on Redream <laughs> um, on here. It's it's the Dreamcast. You could basically burn games. We're not going to tiptoe around the legality here. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and it still plays great. Um, I mean, I'm not used to it. It's unforgiving um, if you don't if you don't have the right sensitivity with this, you know, um, yeah, moving the, around, um, especially after having analog sticks for a while, I think you got to use a D pad in it. Um, yeah. Th that's some... the other thing with the dreamcast yeah. is that the analog stick was still in its infancy and people yeah. were not a hundred percent on how yeah. to use it. Yeah. But virtual tennis, great honorable mention choice. All right. So my real one, is Skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia is arguably one of the best RPGs ever made. So much so that they re-released it on the on the uh, GameCube later, along with Sonic Adventure. Um, there's just nowhere you could play Skies, Skies of Arcadia if you don't have a GameCube or a, or a Dreamcast, two of the worst-selling consoles of all time. Uh, so I feel like we need to get RPG people on, on board with us here, and Skies of Arcadia is the game to do it. Didn't play it. I wasn't as big of an RPG person as I am now back then. I think I, I just played Final Fantasy and that was it. Everything else seemed too weird for me back I then. I think I think you'd love Skies of Arcade. I probably will. I mean, I went back and I played everything, including Wild Arms, that was out, you know, during that time when I was like, ew, this is not the popular <laughs> RPG. <laughs> you know, so I'm not going to play it. Yeah, um, I, like, that's why I played Legend of Dragoon, because every, I mean, nobody ever talked about it. But I thought it looked awesome and it played awesome. So yeah. it took me, you know, 25 years to beat it, but I did. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jen, do you have any more? By nope. The, nothing? I'm, nothing. I'm tapped. I, I'm tapped out of two? <laughs> yep. Okay. Yes. Um, I do have... You, go ahead. Because um, I have two. Um, uh, All right. Just to make have... sure you don't have one of the two I have, I'll let you go. All right. Uh, I'd say Jet Grind Radio needs to be on this. I mean, that uh, wasn't one of my two, but of course. Yeah. So Jet Grind Radio, it 
again, it was one of those games that didn't really catch on and, and people didn't really know about it until the sequel came out, which was on the Xbox, which was Jet Set Radio Future. But Jet Grind Radio was kind of the antithesis of Tony Hawk. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It yeah. was. And, go ahead. And I was going to say, it's another one of those games. I believe it was Jet Set in Japan. Um, it was only Jet Grind in North America. Yes. So yeah. that's why the second game is called Jet Set Radio Future, because the original game in Japan was called Jet Set Radio. Um, and I guess they threw the grind in there to make it obvious that you're playing as a rollerblader or an inline skater, excuse me, an aggressive inline skater. How who... dare you call them rollerbladers? <laughs> First you insult tennis. I insult our in in our inline skater. So I was <laughs> I was covered for myself there. Um, yeah. So basically you just ride around a city and tag buildings. It was it was a mixture of Tony Hawk and like a rhythm game because in the first game in Jet Grind Radio you actually had to uh, do the movements of the spray can like in time yeah. with music, which was a big thing which eventually they did away with that in the sequel. But uh, you would have to do that, and then you'd have to do it fast enough that the cops wouldn't catch you doing it, and then yeah. they, would have, they would eventually chase you, and you'd have to get away and do all kinds of crap to get away from them, like grind on wires that go to different parts of the city and stuff. And It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's not one yeah. of those games I feel like you should, if you have never played it, you should absolutely play it. Download it on Redream. Yeah. Uh, because it's it. There's not another game like it. I've never seen anything like it. I, I mean, I guess you could argue that um, the newer Insomniac games kind of played off of that. Um, yeah. What's the game I'm thinking of? What was, what was the launch game for the Xbox One? Um, I know what you're talking about. I can't. This is gonna. Oh no! I Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so Sunset Overdrive is kind of the only thing I can think of that's relatively similar, but it's still not, it's still not the same. So I'd say go play Jet Grind Radio. The music's awesome. Uh, the, the visual design's awesome and the gameplay's good. So go check that one out. Yeah. All right. So do you have any more? I have because one more. I have one more, but it's kind of a, a goof. Is it, is it obscure? Because I'm going to mention the. Uh, two of the three I have left are I'm going to mention so people stop screaming at the podcast. Does it? Yeah, it's kind. I mean, it's kind of obscure. It it involves a obscure uh, peripheral. No. Okay. Um, then you go ahead. Yelling, I will (laughs) finally mention it. We need to put Crazy Taxi on the Dreamcast. Yeah, I was gonna put that on my list, but I figured someone else would have it. (laughs) So you can stop yelling at the at the at the screen. Crazy Taxi, another game played the shit out of at that arcade. Um, and I was loved having it, and it was a game that I probably played the second most out of anything I had outside of the uh, NFL uh, 2K. Um, so uh, yeah, still not any good at it at all. Um, at any <laughs> point, um, heard a lot of Offspring in, in my life. Well, that's uh, that's the thing. You if you if that game is in this thing, it has to have the Offspring. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, don't won't. bother. It'll, it, it'll do that dumb thing like Dawson's Creek is doing on streaming, where it has the the God. fake theme song. Don't get me uh, started on that. I <laughs> Nicole I has all wrong. of those DVDs. Yeah. The first the season has the original music, and everything after that is other stuff. And I was yeah. like, what happened to this? That it, it used to have good music in it, and now it's, it's garbage. 
yeah, it's the it's the European stuff. Um, so I digress. This is not a TV <laughs> podcast. Um, I will mention the other game that um, those of you that are in the know with Sega is probably screaming at us that that we have not put on here um, is uh, Shenmue. Or, okay, you know. so. Yeah, after you're done, there's I then have two, I guess, because people are still yelling at this at the at the podcast. But yeah. go ahead and talk about Shenmue. Yeah, Shenmue is the most insane bad game I've ever played. Um, that was so innovative that I like want everyone to play it. It is such a perplexing game when you go look back on it. But at the time, it was like, oh, you mean it's, this is all in like almost like. You know, I don't have to do anything. I could just go home. I don't have to advance the story. I could just go play uh, um, Hang On and Space Harrier all day yep. and not even play the game. This is ridiculous. Um, I can go to one of those gotcha machines or whatever and get the little tiny figurines. I, I race forklifts. I, I can get a Sonic figurine out of this thing? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was... It, but looking back, it's like so awful. Um, just everything about it. Um but it was such a time and place thing. Yeah, uh, it's being able to do that. It's and, definitely not aged well. And you, Suzuki, would be absolutely fine with putting this on a Dreamcast Mini. Um, yep. He would also make you put uh, Shenmue 2, which never came out for Dreamcast, on there. Um, but, but there was uh, it. It didn't come out in Japan. I don't know if it was in Japan? Japan. I know. I know. Come out on Xbox, like OG Xbox. Yes. In in the states. Yeah. Because um, I had it for that. Um, or wait, I think that might have been the game that I traded uh, Grand Theft Auto um, San Andreas for. Like, I beat San Andreas, like, almost 100%. So I gave it to my friend for Shenmue 2, and then college ended, and then we didn't switch it back. Um, oh, Luckily, <laughs> you could pick up San Andreas anywhere for, like, $3. So yeah. if you ever really wanted it again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Shenmue is, like I said, the, you know, all the things that I remembered about it are the bad things. Um like the one entire mission is just going around asking about sailors. Um, you just walk into every lo- you can walk into almost every location and talk to every person. And even if their response is no, they will still respond to you. Like you walk in and go, "Have you heard about sailors?" And they'd be like, "Nope, haven't seen them." All right, just you know, it was the original find the cutscene um, video game. Um, we had yeah, to find that, the right that's person. For sure. You know, to, to start it. And it had really terrible quick time events. There was even a game in the arcade that was a quick time event to teach you how to do quick time events so that you didn't screw it up, um, which is mind boggling. Yu Suzuki is part madman, part genius um, <laughs> when it comes to this. And, and the fact that he is that he said that uh, Shenmue 2 was actually Shenmue's chapters 2 through 7 and 3 is like 8 through nine, 8 through 10 and there's apparently 13 chapters to the story, um, so it's it's just ridiculous. Shenmue would need to be on there, um, you know. And then there's the, you know, there's plenty of stuff. Leave it in the comments. I'm sure after Tom gets done, there's going to be something we left out. Yeah, well, I'm going to mention the one thing so it doesn't get left out and people can stop yelling at us, and that's Power Stone 2. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not the game I want to talk about, but Power Stone 2 needs to be on there. So don't, you can... Don't add us. Power Stone 2 is on there. What I really want to put on it is House of the Dead slash Typing of the Dead. 
And I oh can't my God, believe I Jenny can't believe didn't. I missed this. I can't believe Jen <laughs> missed it. I was like, how does she not have this on her list? I'm so sorry. House of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with whatever Tom's about to say. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, House of the Dead was one of those really good uh, arcade uh, conversions for the Dreamcast. Granted, you're going to have to include a uh, a light gun of some sort. I don't know how the hell they'd make it work, but that's why I put Typing of the Dead on here because you could plug a keyboard, a USB keyboard, right into this thing and play Typing of the Dead. And for those who don't know, Typing of the Dead is House of the Dead, which is a zombie apocalypse uh shoot them up where you're, you, you use a light gun and shoot zombies as you go through. It's an on-rail shooter. Typing of the dead, you have to kill the zombies. You have to touch type on your keyboard words that show up on the screen in order to kill the zombies. And all of the characters are wearing Dreamcasts on their backs with this little like device in front of them that has a keyboard on it. <laughs> It's the goofiest, dumbest shit I've ever seen in a video game, but it's hilarious and awesome. Yeah, you take that, have... Mavis Beacon teaches typing. Ooh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> Mavis Beacon. But it was it. It's a typical, you know, B movie type cutscenes. Really bad voice acting, but that's what makes it lovable. Mm. Um, and I can't believe I still can't believe Jenny left this off her list. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, and the final thing to mention on this subject from my end, I don't recommend playing it or being on the Dreamcast Mini, but if you love really terrible games, I would recommend you going out and finding a playthrough of Blue Stinger. Oh, yes, Blue Stinger. It is the most ridiculous game that was on that system, even worse than Dynamite Cop and <laughs> Shenmue. It is bonkers. Um, yeah. For those of you that want a more, like, you don't really like YouTube personality things, um, I know I already plugged them for another one, but, you know, Game Informer played through it. Um, and, you know, they don't, being a gaming magazine, they don't go as wild with it as a YouTube personality would. So, but I'm sure there's somebody that just it has a very comedic playthrough of it because it really doesn't mean to be taken seriously at all. But yeah. it, it is something to at least witness part of because I don't know how that game got made. It's another B-horror flick type deal. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. At least Illbleed is, is interesting, you know. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about the Dreamcast Mini. We have some important stuff coming up soon. We're 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 getting ready for our yearly extra life stream where we raise money for the children's hospital of Philadelphia. And generally it is hosted out of my house, but this year Jenny is hosting because of all of the quarantine stuff. I'm not supposed to have people in my house because I have high risk folks living here. Uh, so it's up to Jenny this year. And <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to talk about what goes into getting extra life ready. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jen's going to take you through a little bit of what she's been going through. Oh man. Yeah. Um, so I guess the biggest, the biggest struggle has been figuring out we have a bunch of consoles we need to figure out how they're all going to connect in the easiest way possible to the tv so that during extra life we can transition pretty quickly from one game or console to another um so tom has been really helpful in recommending switchers and cables and and all that good stuff we are currently struggling 
um, with some technical issues, which I'm glad we're hopefully going to get out of the way now and not during extra life because that would be a total disaster. <laughs> yeah. um, but I basically, again, with Tom and Mark, you've been helping too, um, kind of reworked my entire setup in the basement and we just moved. So it wasn't set up for long anyway, but um, I feel like it's it's almost there. Um, on the retro end, we're still trying to figure out how to get some things to work properly. Um, but I think when the day comes, it'll be good. Um, I know we have to compile a games list. So if anyone out there wants to see us play anything, please send us your suggestions. We have to collect, um, figure out who's bringing what consoles that I don't have. <laughs> and of course, controllers, because we don't have four plus controllers for every console that we own. So it's been, it's been interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I have, uh, I have the PC down at least, and I have the webcam down <laughs> and the microphone and, you know, all that stuff. We have a couch now. Well, so. those, those, those are the essentials. You need the to have those things yes. in order to stream. So <laughs> yes, good start. Yeah. So we'll have the, uh, what do you call it? The aesthetics, aesthetics down as well. We have our, our geek room ready to go with all of our junk everywhere. So <laughs> yeah, we just need to get the technical, the technical stuff in order. Like I said, there's just, there's a lot of uh, moving parts to the setup yeah. and looking at it, you, from the front, you might not think so, but you know, as I'm sure Tom well knows in the back is a giant mess of cables, which I'm trying to manage well, but <laughs> it's just, it's wild. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you. So yeah, like the, the biggest issue with Extra Life and Mark knows this too, Mark hosted the first three, right? Yeah. yeah. The biggest issue is the logistics of the thing. Who has the game? Who has the right amount of controllers? How am I going to get the game to the stream without it costing a million dollars? Like, I remember that, like, the w one of the first ones we did, we were just kind of, we we would be playing something, and we'd be like, all right, we're getting sick of this. So we'd pull, throw on Rocket League, which would allow us to decompress from that game and then figure out what to play next. And we ended up playing Rocket League for, like, three hours. So it's... <laughs> Sometimes yeah. things just just flow like that, yeah. um, especially when you have games that you're not prepared for, and you find out and have to download 500 gigs worth of stuff. Yeah, we learned our lesson with uh, yeah <laughs> with Vin Diesel's Wheelman. Oh God, Wheelman! It was um, worth it. It was well worth it, but not at the time we did it. Yeah. So if no, if people on this that listen to this podcast, you probably play good games. Wheelman is not a good game, but Wheelman is a fun game because it literally does not let you lose. Like it's such an it's a it, it's like a game that's built for kids but not for kids at the same time. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. it was super easy, but it allows you to do the most ridiculous shit. Like you can you're you're a wheelman, obviously, so you can like jump from car to car, but you're physically jumping. Like what was the term, Mark? Skyjack? Airjacking. Airjack. Wow. <laughs> and the cars were moving at speed. But you're, you would you jump can out jump. of one car yeah. and through the window of another car. Oh, okay. it was so good. That was like the hot, that was the highlight of Extra Life was finding that game yeah. and playing I, it. I wonder if that highlight <laughs> is still on the main Damies channel. Um, I, I hope so. But the, the first time you guys, I know, I think it's definitely on the YouTube, if that's still there, Christ, that was five years ago but um that your reaction to it says comes up and says hit circle to air jack 
and you oh this can't be and then you did it and it was just like this moment of just like holy <laughs> shit and then that's all ant wanted to do for the rest he was just doing it from car to car everywhere and then he found out that you could do it from a car to a back of a motorcycle yep yeah and it's just not like you you air jack and just like land in the car with the person you literally kick them out of the car oh my god while everything is going full speed but you don't lose the speed at all <laughs> yeah yeah there's no like you never lose speed at all you hit something you're still going full speed perfect it's, it was uh man yeah finding yeah. a when finding you're a air jacking is, like once yeah. you're in the car it's like grand theft auto you know yeah you know those same rules apply but yeah the uh and you had to line up perfectly because it needed to be green underneath the car before you could actually air jack um i'm just still talking about the game just so i can keep saying the word air jack <laughs> <laughs> yeah but every now and then you find a diamond in the rough like that what what we used to do is we'd go to like a red box and just rent whatever was the cheapest thing ever out mm-hmm. of there. But now you can't really do that. So yeah, I I, fa- I found Wheelman at GameStop. I went there and I was just like, point me to a terrible game. I said to the <laughs> sales associate, which might not be a great thing because I don't think she or um I think it was she. I'm not sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say gender because it gender has nothing to do with the story. Um you know, had any idea what we were doing it for. Right. You know, she just thought I was buying a bad game maybe as a prank. <laughs> so he or she just, you know, um, pointed me to bad games. But, Which is fine. you know, That's... it was like, oh, here's the uh, uh, can, uh, Wii version of uh, Biggest Loser, you know, the weight loss game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty terrible because you got to do all these exercises and it doesn't really connect well. I, I feel like there was an M&M's game or something. Yeah, yeah, cool. I bought three games. It was buy two, get one free. You know, they were doing those sales. So I bought Wheelman, I bought M&M Beach Game, and which I actually ended up seeing someone play on the internet, um, which I was like, damn it, we should have played that um, longer because um, it got a little wacky. And then I bought the Biggest Loser game, which we didn't bring out. Um, but yeah, it was... that. I wish I could do that now, now that we know what the, you know... Um, how it works you know we're mm. kind of veterans at it now um and this to is be able to like walk her. into it to be able to walk into a game stop and know okay we need a short game you know that's kind of you know looks a little ridiculous maybe it has a ridiculous premise that we can get an hour out of and it's like under five dollars you know yeah. uh, without having to order it online mm-hmm. you know because yeah it would take forever to find that type of game searching through the online um yeah so, but yeah also, things like this is where, like, a flash cart or having a <clears throat> redump set of something uh, really makes life way easier because you have all of these games at your fingertips yes. in order to, you know, fill some time or you need you need a game that everybody knows about, but, you know, is super expensive or whatever. Um, yeah. It really comes in handy to have those sort of things. Uh, and like Jenny said, it's really, really getting down to making it super easy to switch from one thing to another, which is yeah. why I've tried to get all of her stuff working so where she doesn't have to unplug things and plug things back in. But it looks like mm-hmm. we might have to do some stuff anyway. <laughs> well, I, I forgot to mention we're we're doing this all virtually, so oh yeah, I can do basic setups myself, but the whole switcher to retro tink to this to that, I don't know. So Tom has been walking me through it either through Facebook Messenger or like, you know, kind of like on a Skype call 
So if he was here, we probably wouldn't be having issues. I wouldn't be having issues, I should say, um, <laughs> yeah. most likely. So it's it's definitely yeah. been another layer on top of the challenge in itself has been trying to do it virtually. It's it's probably giving you flashbacks of like building a computer virtually. <laughs> oh, no, that was way worse. Okay, good. Be... I'm glad I haven't reached that yet. Yeah, and that's the other monkey wrench is, you know, pandemic, you right. know, COVID uh, extra life stream where a bunch of us are going to be able to get together um but some of us may be virtual um either at different points like um we'll all definitely be there for most of the 24 hours um you know it's definitely one of those where we're not pressured to be there the full time just because of the way the setup is which may be good or bad it might be something we continue to do in the future in terms of shifts Mm -hmm. um you know especially if we learn how to set it up maybe if someone only wants to be there in person for 12 hours and then go home and maybe just Skype in for, you know, the final three or something. Um, you know, it takes the pressure off now that we figured out how to do it virtually. Yeah. Um, I think this, this is going to shed a lot of light on future extra life streams. Um, just because of how we have to do it. Cause I'll be virtual and everyone else will be in, in person. Um, so to start off, we're actually playing D and D. We're going to be doing um, our Stranger Damies stream for the first three or four hours because we found that starting out with D and D is way better than going to it in the middle. Yeah, yeah. We learned again another lesson we learned by trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because by the time you get to D and D, like you're already burnt out. You're already like halfway through the day and you just don't want to do it. So it's better to get it out out of the way early. Keep the keep the energy up that's the other problem is trying to keep up energy you need to find games that will will bring back energy like for us it's wwe games oh my god that was so clutch (laughs) yeah and uh yeah and and also trying to schedule around guests coming over yeah you know it's a lot easier to just start and know okay we're come at like three we know we'll be done you right. know, instead of starting in the middle of the day going, uh, get here at 630, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then having them walk in right at the end of the session. Yeah. Um, when you start off with it, it makes it easier to plan all your other guest spots right. um, throughout the day. But yeah, WWE and has been a staple of it, mm-hmm. um, including, um, you know, Anthony finishing up a stream one time with it, um, uh, which I still have that copy on my Xbox the game he played because his, his character he created is on there. Um, yeah, that's when yeah. we did Rich Guy Johnny and all those characters. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we do all that. Yeah, and the reason we're talking about this, uh, just to get the, um, you know, house cleaning out of the way, um, you know, is going to be November 7th. Uh, so not this Saturday, the Saturday after. Um, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so, like we say, we start off Stranger Damies and we play the games. Um, you know, uh, you can donate at tinyurl.com slash extra life, the number five. Um, so just go there to donate. Um, you know, you can do it anytime between now and the end of the year, but I recommend if you can hold on till November 7th, so you can do some special stuff with us uh, while you do it. But yeah, that's the main reason we're talking about this now is because we won't have another episode beforehand. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah if you're wondering why it's a, a, almost, a, you know, two weeks out and you know, a lot of this will change. Um, you know, we may, everything may be in perfect working order and all this um, unsured um, <laughs> commentary on things will be I, long gone. One can I'm, only hope, Mark. I'm <laughs> praying that 
tomorrow we will get it all worked out. Yeah. Or we, have, we can all, or we can all go fund me a hazmat suit for Tom to <laughs> go over. I'm there. I'm there already. Listen, <laughs> you have no idea. I've, I've been ready to throw it. Well, so I'm underground, so I can't throw it out of a window, but I was going to light it on fire <laughs> the other day. I was like, I got to stop. I got to stop for tonight. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, sure. Please. Especially like, because I've been messing with retro stuff for, I don't know, four or five years now. So I have a pretty good basis and I know what should be causing what to happen and how things should look. So when I'm hearing like nothing's working, I'm like, like this thing, my brain has no idea what could be causing it because right. one, when you can't see it, it's a real problem. Yeah. It's like trying to, it's trying to do like, if anybody has ever done tech support over over the phone with so with someone who's just learning how to do this stuff, it's very difficult. No offense, Jen. No, I understand I, how difficult it is. Yeah, I'm sure it's 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 more difficult than it would be if I knew what I was doing, for sure. Yeah. But we're gonna get it we're gonna get it working. I, I have faith we're gonna we're gonna do like a video conference. Yes. And I'm gonna I'm going to I'm literally tomorrow I'm going to like make a list of what we need to do to make sure everything is working. So we're going to have to like connect consoles directly to the TV to, like to get rid of the switcher and get rid of the retro tank and everything else. So we'll we'll get it all figured out. Yeah. Yeah. The other I mean, thing is it's old consoles. So the consoles could be the problem. So you never it's that's the thing you have to deal with, too, when you're mm -hmm. using the hardware. That's what I'm thinking, at least for the um, NES. I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't think it's the console for the NES. I think it's the power supply. I think somewhere down the line, because it was Dan's, I think somewhere down the line, maybe the original power supply broke and they got a replacement for it. Because it yeah. doesn't look like it should be with the NES. I don't know how to explain it. but Well, it would, it would say Nintendo on it. It doesn't. No. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's definitely a replacement and it's not powering the console all the way. So we figured that one out, I'm pretty sure. But then the N64 is not turning on at all. Well, it turns on, but no picture, no sound. So I think that's like the most thing part as of right now. We'll get it figured out. Usually a lot of times with old consoles, it's just they just need to be cleaned. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the cartridges or the cartridge slot just needs to be cleaned. So for those of you out there who are having difficulties with consoles, just take some alcohol, like rubbing alcohol. Put put a put it on a uh, like a Q-tip or something, and just wipe off the contacts of the of the of the cartridge slot and the cartridge itself, and then let it dry you know, like a couple minutes, and then stick it in there and try it again because blowing on it's not going to do anything. <laughs> as much as you wish it would. Yeah, but yeah, so we're gonna get it all figured out. It's mm -hmm. gonna be great. Yep. Uh, I'm sad I'm not going to be there in person, but yeah. things happen. It's life. It's the way, the way it is right now. Yeah. We we have one huge problem that we haven't addressed. What? Where are we going to get our supply of monster drinks from? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will have some. Uh, <laughs> You're going to be I'll like dangly, like la 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 la. I'll send you a link. You can, there's, okay. there's a, get a, a huge case of. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Now we're good. <laughs> Yeah. Or Monster can sponsor us. Or, or Monster, Monster can sponsor, sponsor us. Please, Monster Energy. Feel free to, <laughs> to reach out to us. We're raising money for a charity. Seriously. I'm sure you it, can get behind that. It, it, ignore my... Um, uh, God, I wish I would have thought of the word beforehand. My um, <laughs> courtship of Coca-Cola. 
yeah. on previous streams. <laughs> I was going to say that too. Or they can look at it as you could have had this if you sponsored us. That's right. Yeah. Also, Coca Cola, hit me up. <laughs> Feel free to feud over us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're we're you definitely need all of the uh, all the help you can get <laughs> when it comes to caffeine. Oh yeah. When that when that like 4 a.m. hour rolls around, oh, that's, that's when it gets. Worst. Yeah. Yeah. It gets it gets rough. <laughs> <laughs> that's when everybody starts dropping like flies, like yep. somebody we know <laughs> fell asleep on the couch and didn't wake up for four hours. Yep. <laughs> it blames everybody else. Yep. <clears throat> At the Not mentioning any. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I think I think we have rambled on long enough. We still yep. have to get to retro roulette, so we'll, we'll make we... it quick. Okay. Yes. Quick. So retro roulette this week was Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast. Uh, I'll start because I played it on stream and I still don't know what the hell happened. I don't know what was happening. Um, it's very there's no no like it looks good, but if like Mark owned this game for about an hour and a half, and I would totally understand playing it for an hour and a half, be like I don't like this, and then just taking it back because yeah. it's not a, it. It's not like any Sonic game you've ever played. It's their first foray into 3D. Um, Sonic controls like shit, especially if you're using a analog stick for the first time. His acceleration and movement is just all over the place. And uh, the game doesn't explain anything. So you just kind of tossed into the game like, oh, hey, you're in a boss battle already. Okay, uh, what do I do with this? <laughs> and there's a pretty, there was a pretty funny moment on stream. I... Like the battle starts and I just died like really fast. And I was like, well, I don't know what happened. I don't know what I'm doing. So then it reloads. And then all of a sudden a prompt comes up on the screen, the screen and says, oh, to attack double press a or whatever it is. <laughs> like, thanks for telling me now after yep. I died already. Why yeah. did it take so long for that to pop up? Yeah. So. My first impressions were not good of this game. I'm interested to hear how Jenny thought of it because <laughs> she ne she has never played this game before. Yes. Um. So I made a pros and cons list. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm gonna start with the cons. Okay. Uh, camera angles in this game were oh, really yeah. irritating because they were fixed, but they were it, the game was trying to be way too fancy and wanted you to feel like you were playing a movie essentially. Which yeah. unfortunately is not as cool as that sounds like it could be, because you can't control the camera angles, and then there are parts of the game where you're just running and trusting that the game's gonna spit you out in the right direction or like on the next platform. And most of the time it does, but that kind of takes away the point of playing a game. It's like I want to be able to control where I'm going and maybe suck at it, but like the one part, the there are parts of when you're running across the beach and like it was just like spinning you through the loop and then you were like jumping through the air onto the next platform over the water and like you're not really controlling that. So it kind of took away the fun a little bit for me. Um, another con I found was that it was super easy to lose your speed and that kind of goes hand in hand with the camera angle issue. It's really easy to like run into a wall or a guardrail on a road and then you just stop and then it's yep. really hard to build up your momentum when you're trying to reach a platform or like have to run up the side of the wall to continue. Um, so I think that still goes back to camera angling. Um, and then the unavoidable cutscenes. Super <laughs> annoying. I just want to play the game, kind of. Not be stuck listening to Sonic talk to Tails for five minutes. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I just wanted to get through the game. So, yeah, those were my those were my cons. Um, and then my pros, the whale scene was cool. There you go. 
That's, that's it. <laughs> Did and you get I to guess, meet Big's cat? No, I, I stopped basically where our stream stopped. I stopped in the casino. I actually did also like the casino because the most fun I had playing the game was playing pinball. So I can't really <laughs> knock the casino. That was just so random, though. I, I wouldn't have expected that if I hadn't watched the stream first. Yeah. So. yeah well, Sonic, the, well, and also you probably had no interaction with Sonic's pinball, nope. which is, you know. None. Zero. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah you would have yeah. no anticipation for that. Yeah. Um, but did, yeah. Have you played Sonic games before? I don't know if we had mentioned yeah. this. Yeah. Um, okay. I was never really big into Sonic when we played Sonic in the past on Retro Roulette. Um, and I may have dabbled a little bit here and there, but you know, this was like, you know, this and our other Retro Roulette game that we played were really the only times. I think yeah. did I even play it at Extra Life last year? I think Ant played it at Ant Extra did. Life. Ant played Sonic yeah. Mania. Yeah. I don't think I did. So I really haven't played Sonic much i have it, watched sonic more than i've played i think yeah it's just because uh, there's parts in that game remembering watching other people play through it mm-hmm. um that are references to the old games like yeah. the, the genesis games like the casino thing there's a casino zone in the first game um okay. where you know and that's where spinball comes from and but it's not as random yeah. <laughs> just for me you know so you know that that's you know but you would have been just like every other kid that wasn't like that would have been around your age at that point. Um, that would have probably, at best, played maybe Sonic Three. Um, you know, um, unless if your older siblings had Sonic's One and Two. Um, I just, um, you know, so you're you would you're the perfect thing to get into this game for the first time without having much Sonic experience. Yeah. Uh, you were the audience they were going for. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for that. <laughs> you know the trying to get the new Sonic players while yeah. alienating all the old ones. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I, there, I see their effort they put into yeah. it. I see it. I just didn't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. There, there's one complaint that I've always had with every Sonic game, and this one had the same problem. Um, every Sonic game, the first level, you get to run super fast, mm-hmm. and you don't really have to worry too much about your surroundings, uh, and you can you can just go through it fast because that's the whole point. You got to go fast. That happens in this, uh, this game as well. The first level, the first adventure level, once you get into it, the whole time you're going fast, you're running through it really quickly. And then as soon as that level ends, you don't run fast anymore. Yeah. That's it. It's over. And it's just like for a game that is supposed to be about a fast hedgehog running, you don't do it very often. And it's it's a gripe I have with pretty much every Sonic game I've ever played. The first level is always awesome, and I just want more of that. Mm-hmm. But it just never happens. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. And the closest you get is the casino zone in the first game. With it going back to that, but um, yeah, yeah. My my thoughts. I, I said it a lot during the stream. Um, basically, most of the same cons as Jen. You know, in terms of camera and the controls of Sonic and um it just it's just not a very good game um you know um outside of just being not even like a bad sonic game which some people would go when's there been a good sonic game um (laughs) so you know but i actually liked the first the first game a lot maybe it's childhood nostalgia um, because it was the last game that i really uh played with my sister that wasn't me playing a horror game for her um (laughs) where we actually trade it back and forth the controllers and maybe it's some nostalgia there um with that which still amazes my nieces when i go yeah she's really good at these two games <laughs> like like yeah your mom who doesn't play anything um 
But yeah, for this game, you know, the whale scene, everybody remembers. Um, it was the big thing going through it. Um, from what I watched the videos, they do because I didn't get much further. I remembered why I hated this game and immediately was like, nope, I already have my formed opinions on this. Um, it's not going to get better. I am still interested to dive more into two because I never played it. Um, but I hear it is the better game. Like they learned their lessons. Not that it's a good game or a great game, um, but that they learned their lessons from this game um, and actually make a coherent game where it's easy to, um, or easier, I should say, to get from world to world. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the segment to segment of that game. Um, the story is insane. I think it's like the end of the world or something. Um, I feel like that's every Sonic. Yeah, but this is like, I mean, literally, you're like on. Um, like a hellscape of that first city you're in or something um, in the opening to this. Uh, So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I would say if you're, if you want to try any of them out, um, I would say two's better, you know, a better um, play just because of anything, it improves things from what I heard for sequels. So that's readily available on steam. And I think it may even came out on, you know, other consoles outside of, um, Dreamcast, um, uh, so you yeah. can find it. Adventure you know. Two came out on GameCube as well. Yeah, so you know, play that. Um, you can probably look really good on Dolphin if you get it completely legally. Um, so. <laughs> or Redream. Redream probably Redream. looks good too. Yeah, but yeah, Sonic Adventure is one of those uh, footnotes in gaming time where certain games you mention it, and even if people never played it, they go, "Oh yeah, that game." Um, because it was such a like Sonic still had a little bit of juice like the comic was and cartoons were still sort of you know making the rounds at the time and then this game comes out completely tanks it and it sort of goes down for a couple years um, before somehow coming back up in terms of the cartoons and stuff Um, but yeah this game was like one of those history shot like shooting themselves in the foot by changing the gameplay way too much um, mm-hmm. and then not, not realizing their mistake and going back to what made it great. Um, just kept, they kept forcing the 3d down everyone's throat. Um, and that's just Sega in a nutshell, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, Zelda two is great as much as it's different from the first one, you know, it's great in its own way, but they saw all the backlash to it and didn't make the third game. Oh, we're going to do side scrolling again. Screw you guys. Yep. You know, they didn't That's fight essentially it. Essentially, what Sega did. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's sad because it had potential, but it just didn't really work out, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get some scores. Jen, what you got? I'm giving it a 2.5. Okay. Mark? Uh, one. One? <laughs> it's a bad game. Remember, he had it for an hour and a half. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, well, let, let's let's be a little kind. I'll give it a 1.5 just because Sonic 06 has to be a 1, and I don't give zeros. So it's got to be better than Sonic 06. So we'll it's, say 1.5 oh, except, just so I can give Sonic 06. Okay, that's fair. I'm giving it a 2. It's just not It's not great. Um, It's got some fun parts, some cool Easter eggs, like the Nights into Dream Easter egg. But yeah. other than that, it's just... I wouldn't waste my time. There's there's way better stuff you can play. I'm glad I got this one out of the way, though. That's all I got to say. All right. Let's spin the wheel. Uh, 
Oh, thank God. We got a good one. We're playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City for the PlayStation 2. Oh, interesting. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy because you know why? Because I haven't played this game in probably 20 years. That's been forever. So if you don't know what Vice City is by now, go watch any. I mean, there's documentaries on Vice City. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was it, it's that game was what everybody thinks three was when, you know, until you remind them like, no, the game you're thinking of is Vice City, you know, yeah. in, in terms of when they bring up, oh, remember this and remember that. The the sad thing though is I when I'm playing it I'm going to have to play it without the the radio on which I'm kind of sad about. Is there talk radio in Vice City? Yes. All right, I'll leave that on then because <laughs> all the music is uh, licensed music, so it, I can't play that on stream. Yeah, especially now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially after what we talked about today. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this should be fun. I will be streaming it like I like like usual uh on monday uh let's see mark you want to give us some plugs on yeah. our other podcast yeah i'll just do quick plugs to the podcast and then just a reminder about extra life so podcast stranger damies airs every wednesday um you can find it stranger damies wherever you get your podcasts it's on twitter and instagram at stranger damies um the episode that just aired is the last actual session before extra life um, so if you listen to that already, you're caught up for Extra Life. The next two episodes, which will air on the podcast channel, will be our Halloween, uh, I was going to say Hollywood, um, Halloween one-shot um, that Anthony does every year. Um, so that'll be the next two weeks, and then we will, on the podcast feed, we will split up the Extra Life session. But, you know, um, if you do join us for the Extra Life, you'll get to see you won't have to listen to the podcast feed for four weeks. I know that's great, great, Mark, you know, <laughs> keeping our audience numbers up. But um, still download the episodes, even if you're not going to listen to them. Um, uh, so uh, catch us there. Um, they Call This a Movie um, airs every Thursday. Um, you can find it at Twitter and Instagram uh, on the main Damie. Um, it's our this Thursday is the final episode for our Halloween spooky season um stuff uh so be sure to check that out we we did a twitter poll and um you know the the winner is what we chose um so be on the lookout for that as you guys made us do it if if there's crossover listeners um and then we uh you know have extra life which once again uh november 7th um 9 a.m eastern standard time full session probably longer session than usual stranger damies um, where we should be going towards a pretty big event, um, but God knows with you guys, um, we may not get there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're we're pretty much right on the precipice of of a pretty big end of arc moment um, that we're setting up. So um, be sure to check it out. It, it it should be it should be fun. Um, so it'll be on the Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/slash/GameVaultPod. Um, and the donation is uh, tinyurl.com slash extra life, the number five. Um, and like I said, you can donate anytime between now and the end of the year. Um, you will get a shout out on the stream or podcast or whatever um, there. And But if you can hold it and wait, November 7th, we're going to be having goals and, you know, stretch goals and stuff if we if we pass our, our, our total. Um, and... Uh, you know, um, that would be the time to do it. You can bet small amounts to make us do stuff. 
um, you know, uh, whether that be in-game or out-of-game. Um, we don't have the specifics yet, but um, we're kind of teasing that if you're going to donate, you might want to wait. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Jen, you want to give us our stream schedule? Sure. So by the time you're watching this or listening to this, it should be Monday, which means tonight is Retro Roulette with Tom. As he said, usually it's around 9 p.m., but check the Twitter just to make sure that that's still the time that we're doing it today. Um, and then Tuesdays are always our day off. So Wednesday we'll be back with Warzone Wednesday, where we are going to find Leatherface. So tune in to watch more <laughs> jump scares and fun times with that. Um, Thursday is Trails Thursday, where Mark plays Trails in the Sky, and I'm in the chat, and we come up with really crazy, but also partially true um, storyline ideas and see if they are what actually happens. Yeah. And um, then... Yeah, the actual true name of that game is Werewolf Estelle and Her Friends. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Werewolf Estelle and Her Friends. If you don't know what we're talking about, you need to know. It's crazy. Um, and then the next stream will be Friday for Friday Fright Fest. And then Sunday, as always, is a grab, grab bag stream. So we'll see what we play. Again, just check the Twitter if you want to know what we're playing and when we're playing. Awesome. All right. This has been a long one. I'm sorry, but uh, it's been fun. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a lot of information out there. All right. Obviously, you know we're here every other Monday. Thank you for listening. Uh, I just want to plug one more thing. Uh, we are an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer, which uh, we mentioned earlier on the podcast. Uh, if you look in the description of this uh, podcast, there will be a link there. It's an affiliate link. Every time you use that link, it there's a little kickback to us, uh, which makes doing these podcasts and streams and extra life and everything else a little easier for us to give to you. Uh, like I said, Stone Age Gamer has everything. They have controllers. They have cables. They have uh, flash carts. They have mods. So if you need anything for your retro stuff, your retro setup, check out Stone Age Gamer. They've got everything. Okay. So uh, everyone out there, stay safe. Uh, wear a mask. Be nice to each other. And for Mark and Jenny, I am Tom, and we'll catch you guys in the next one.